Shelby. Hello, Andrew. Hello, Charlie. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Uh, Happy holidays. If if you're our fans watching the live stream, you can tell it's Christmas because I've got reindeer antlers on and some Christmas lights. Um, and I'm. I I can't really tell. It's you. No, I'm in full Santa Andrew. costume. If if people were watching yeah. the live stream and paying us thirty five dollars a month, they would see that I yes. am in full Santa outfit. This is um. This is trip it to me, a travel centric podcast where we constantly lie about what the live stream would be like. But if you subscribe, if you subscribed, we'd definitely spice things up. Maybe not on oh, Charlie's end. It's pretty spicy over there. <laughs> and not in a, yeah, I mean, I've got and not in an OnlyFans sort of way. Just in a, <laughs> just in a reindeer antler, antlers in, yes. and Christmas lights and a glass in her hand. What are you drinking, Shelby? I am drinking a rosé that is not cold uh-huh. enough because I forgot to put it in the fridge this Ooh. morning. So I did the whole, like, stick it in the freezer, yeah. but, like, don't that forget about really it That never really works, does it? It doesn't really work. Charlie, get out of the rubbish. Uh, the, Charlie is Shelby's dog, if this is your first episode. Number 97. My apologies. Oh, no, it's fine. Um, She's a bit of an yeah, asshole. That's okay. But, you, um, can, you can help her. I'm going to... I'm drinking a... Um, I'm switching up the, the margarita in a can sort of thing and this one is just mm. called a tequila cocktail so i'm not even sure you can call it a margarita but it does have tequila and and fruit juices in it so seems pretty close do we get to put it on the margarita list i don't know I, what do you think it's called matador south norte uh tequila cocktail that's a lot yeah. of words seems tequila. like too many words why is it not a margarita. What is a tequila to- cocktail? Maybe just trying to like be I thought that fancy. was. I mean, there are mm. other cocktails that include tequila, but mm. this one, I, I have not tried it yet because I'm finishing up an older can of something. Um, but I will okay. keep you updated on my thoughts. Um. Okay. So here's yeah. the question: How much do you like it? Like, does it deserve a spot? Well, I haven't on tried the list? it yet. I, um. Yeah. Right, you just said that. Oh, well, okay, uh, yeah, can you I'll... try it, though? And then... <laughs> <laughs> Mario? <laughs> great, thank you. Oh, we're off to a great start here. Um, here we go. I'm I'm trying this. On, on the can, there's a... Well, it's really kind of like a martini glass. Well, no, you can put... Huh. You can put margaritas in that. Um, is it and... uh, Is it like a, a margarita that you get at the Marriott... Around Mount Fuji in Japan, and they give you an olive so in it? I'm so clearly confused about margaritas. Very confused. All right. This one's very pineapple-y. Ooh. Okay. More pineapple than it is anything else. Um, that's going to be dangerous. Oh, okay. Uh, it is pretty sweet. It's good. Yep. It's, yeah, I get this again. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, so... Where does it fall between the cut water and the Trader Joe's? This is the worst game because I don't remember. <laughs> uh, what What are the current rankings, please? Okay, so mango is good, number one, for cut water. That's what I'm actually Strawberry. finishing right now. Oh, okay. okay. I can confirm. Um, Pretty good. 
our our rating system so far you haven't really committed to a, a rating system other than the mango cut water is the best okay. one so i just have descriptions yeah. for the other ones so the strawberry cut water the first taste is cough syrup now it's fine after a quarter of the way through is the description why i know we don't have very many listeners but why does anyone <laughs> why would anyone turn this on and be like this is a good idea i'm gonna listen to this i for mean two maybe hours. maybe someone's a connoisseur of of canned margaritas and they just really they tune know. in for the first five minutes to see if that's what i'm drinking <laughs> and then and that's all they listen to. It's just the beginning of it. Okay, but then we've got the Trader Joe, Joe's uh, canned margaritas. And then we've only got lime. And then it says carbonated, but he's coming around to it. Maybe likes these better than all the cup I waters. think I do at Really this point. hot take. The, wow. Because okay. I keep looking for them and I can't find them wow, anywhere. Wow, okay. Um, which led me to these uh, premium tequila cocktail. I, I don't like... Wow. I like this new one, but I don't like the name. I'm, it just seems kind of pretentious. Say it one more time. Premium tequila cocktail by Matador. <laughs> it just seems like a bit much. It's horrible. Yeah. Matador. That's that's hilarious. Yeah. Okay, well, it's going on All right, the list. Very pineapple Very sweet. Not as strong, but very good. How are you, Shelby? <laughs> you know, it's the Thursday before... Oh, sorry, my Christmas lights just fell. It's the Thursday before Christmas. I have thought it was Friday every single day this week. That's rough. So, that's kind of about where we're at. But, you know, I'm doing good. We just got right. back from Japan, settling back into normal life. Yeah. Um, it's a nice reminder that I do like my job and I do like my house and I do like my dog because I came back and wasn't overly upset about any of those things. So that's sure, really nice. That's great. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Thank you. How are you? How are you doing? What have you uh, well, I haven't talked to you much today and was saving this. Uh, we have a bug problem under our sink right now and oh, it is no. just awful. Um, oh, so no. I, I woke up, I woke up late because... As you know, I, I have not been sleeping well since we came back. Mm. I had a terrible cold, like the worst cold I've had in many years. And uh, it's really screwed up my sleeping schedule. And so I woke up pretty late and come into the office where Melissa's working. She's like, I, I freaked out this morning and there were bugs everywhere in the kitchen. And I cleaned them up, but then I looked under the sink and then I just couldn't handle it anymore. Can you go take care of it? Which... I mean, good for her. She hates bugs more than Fair any enough. person I've yeah. met. It's just one of those things in marriage where, like, this person hates it a little bit less, so they deal with it. Yep, you tap yep. out, you uh -huh. tap in, yeah. So mm -hmm. I went and did it, and there were, I mean, it was a lot of bugs. And What are, what are we talking about here? What kind I don't of even know the name of them. They're like these tiny, we have them in Southern California. They're harmless but they're gross. They're these tiny little, they look like slivers, honestly. They're that skinny. And then uh, it, it would be kind of like a little fly or gnat, basically, but even skinnier than that. And and they just kind of amass in one spot, it feels like. Oh, um, no. And sometimes they do fly, but they don't fly well. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
<laughs> they just like bump into each other. Yeah, like, or, drunk. or just like boop, boop. don't make it too far off the ground and then look like they're about to die. Um, so most wow. of the ones under the sink were dead, but there were a lot oh. of them. And so I clear out everything and then vacuum them all up and then go throw them away and all that. But it's one of those things where like you do that and then for the rest of the day you feel like there's bugs on you, right? You Yuck. feel just itchy yeah, yeah. no matter how many times you take a shower, which twice. Yeah. Um, and then we go to a movie that I'm probably not going to talk about. It's Wish and it was terrible. Um, and then we come back and I'm like, well, I should check to see if there's more bugs and there were but not as many and so they keep coming um but we'll see how it goes you know i i just not an enjoyable thing that adults have to deal with once in a while that's like when you want to call the grown-up and be like I'm not actually the yes. adult here. Can you please deal with this? Of course. Um, but yeah. we we are the grown-ups, and, and it's going to be fine. But I think there might be a bunch behind the dishwasher, and when it gets hot, um, they all come under the sink, which not ideal, but it'll be all right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my deepest sympathies you. to you and to Melissa. That's... Not fun. You'll, of course, remember when we had something die mm-hmm. in the wall of our mm-hmm. bathroom, and then we had maggots mm. all over our bathroom floor for, like, four or five days, and it was, like, literally the worst thing in the world, and it makes you want to burn yes. down your and, house and then start from And maybe, scratch. like, burn off your skin just so that they yes. won't be on just you anymore. Just sear some pieces exactly. off. Yeah, and never eat rice yeah. ever again. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. That's the mm. feeling. So, simple. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Other than that, yeah. I'm great. Yeah. <laughs> That one yeah. minor thing, just the, the one sick, really horrible, there's really bugs minor all thing. Over yeah. the place. <laughs> uh, but it's almost Christmas. Oh. We go up to Washington soon, and, and yeah, I'm excited. And now you have a maybe a third favorite margarita. Yeah. So really, things are looking up. Things are looking up. Drinks. Oh boy. Uh, wow. Yeah. Um, I have a, a thing I don't Great. understand. You go, and then I have a new segment for us. Okay. And as I, I told you earlier, it's probably really dumb, but I think you're going to like it even okay, if it is. Um, okay, so things I don't understand. Salad. Please, do you have any any more words? I've, I've, got, I've got more, but let's just... Th- salad is stupid, okay? Now, I like pasta salad. I like those types of salads, but when it comes to just like leafy greens, I only eat salad for the things that you put on top of salad. It's horrible. And okay, taco salad, great, right? You've got all of the things of a taco and a bowl. That's very convenient. But just leafy green salad, I think it's stupid. You put all of the cherry tomatoes and the cucumber and the walnuts and all of that stuff in. You put the dressing on. It all sinks to the bottom because it's heavy. So then you spend your time digging around through your bowl to try to get this perfect stab of like leafy green, tomato, cucumber, a little bit of dressing, and then you get the perfect bite, right? But there's so much work involved in eating a salad so that way it doesn't just taste like grass. So here's my idea about salads. I think that we should completely deconstruct salads because they start out deconstructed. You have to put all the things in the bowl together to start with. So you put all the things 
on a tray and then you can just bite by bite you go chunk green stuff tomato cucumber little bit of dressing and then perfect bite every time with like 10 times so less like work a, well i'm not sure about the last part but i'm gonna let it slide <laughs> um, so it's like a deconstructed <laughs> salad i think we should always deconstruct leafy green salads i have questions about some aspects of this um notably okay. why are your carrots carrots and cucumbers sinking to the bottom of your salad they should not. Um, because they're heavy. No, carrots they're heavy. do not sink to the bottom of salads. I don't ever put carrots. Oh, in sorry, salad, I thought though, you mentioned because carrots. That's my least favorite. No, my my tomatoes, my tomatoes so, and my cucumbers. They always sink to the bottom. But they're flat, so they should stay on top. Cucumbers aren't so bad, but cherry yeah, tomatoes have that right rounded about, bottom, so they're like a missile. They just you're right boo, about cherry tomatoes right to the bottom, and of the bowl. definitely Thank like you. walnuts and yeah, okay. Yes. Um, yeah. When I, I I see what you're saying. I don't uh-huh. always agree, but sometimes I agree. Does that make sense? Like okay. once in a while. I'll take that yeah, as a win. Yeah, once in a while I'm like, yeah, this is just not that good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I'm kind of with you. I'm halfway with you. Thank you. Thank you. And I just feel it would look artful. It, every bite could just be exactly what you want it to be instead of like a wild goose chase in your bowl. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I do question the integrity of this being a things I don't understand because it seems like you understand it quite well and you want you just want to change. Well, let me okay. say this. I don't understand why I go through phases where I'm like, ew, salad's the worst. And then one day I go to the grocery store and I'm like, I'm going to get a bag of salad. I don't understand that. Yeah. I don't understand I really that. like chopped salads where the lettuce is smaller. Mm. It does feel like they're easier to mix up. Yes. Yes. I tend to not go so much for lettuces, though, because it doesn't have the same nutritional content. So I go for the really green leafy stuff. Here's a, here's a key so, that I found. Um, you go mm. a little bit of iceberg lettuce. You do a little bit of like spinach mm. or, or your leafy greens. Or like half and half there. It makes it up okay, and they okay. mix pretty well. And then maybe okay. maybe the weight of the iceberg will hold up mm. some of those other ingredients. Okay, okay. Or, okay, here we go. We just make like lettuce wraps instead of lettuce ever having a salad. Smart. I mean, lettuce wraps we are pretty good. We just remove, we remove the fork situation altogether and then you just wrap up whatever you want in your little lettuce bite. The biggest problem with lettuce wraps, you mm. have a couple and then you're like, man, I wish this was bread instead of lettuce. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. 100%. You're not wrong. This has been Salad Talk with Andrew and Shelby. Yes. Um, I have a new segment. It's okay. called... <laughs> Sorry. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, It's CAB, which obviously is an acronym for Is This Sitcom Character Actually Bad? (laughs) Naturally. Naturally, that's what it stands for. And it's not like bad as a character. It means like bad person. But I'm not going to go It's CAB P. So, we're... (laughs) CAB (laughs) 
and the first subject in this very famous segment will be Jessica Day. Yes. Um, <laughs> who comes off as a pretty like good person, right? Like she's out to make yes. her friends' lives she's better. Meant to be. She's yes. Usually nice to like strangers, assumes the best in everyone, all that, mm. right? But she also has no boundaries <coughs> and she smothers people and is gets trapped in toxic relationships and should probably go to therapy. Sure. I'm also going to make the case that she might just be a bad person. <coughs> One, she does have a restraining order filed against her, uh, which speaks <laughs> to your smothering. Um, yep. Uh, uh, there's a number of different ways to go here. Two, um, she... Breaks up with a person and then marries them like two seasons later, even though the reason they broke up was one of the more like valid sitcom reasons I've ever seen. Mm. Uh, like yeah. the one of the better thought out, like oh these people should actually break out, break up. Uh, great stuff, and then really bad stuff. Uh, there, there, I had another one. There was another like <laughs> terrible thing she did. Uh, oh, she. She stalks one of her students at one point. Um, Very funny episode, but like terrible thing to do. And and, yeah, yeah, there there are a few others that come to mind. I had planned this segment like two weeks ago and now I'm realizing I I should have gone back and thought. But but I I think she might be a, a, a bad person that's or she might be a good person that's actually bad. She's definitely not trying to be a bad person, which is a point right, in her right, favor. Right. And maybe the next subject in that in this incredible podcast segment will actually yes. be just a straight bad person. Um, I will make the case, but uh, but there you go. Jessica Day is it's cab. I I do think it's interesting that you started this segment with Jessica uh, Day because you have such strong feelings oh, about it because we've actually talked I, about it. I'm so saving much. my number, my real top pick for the second time around. Like like right, right, uh, right. Empire Strikes Back, I'm saving the second for be- the uh-huh, best for uh-huh, second. Yeah. The second. The I'm saving the second for best. <laughs> also, are <laughs> arguably. There is not a sitcom character that's like actually a Oh good no, person. that's not true. Because Have they're... you ever watched Parks and Rec? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, but what's her face is actually like a really similar character she to is, Jessica Day. She is. She learns quite a bit. It's the side characters that are really pretty good in Parks and Rec, at least after season two. Um Right, right. Yeah. But, like, you look at How I Met Your Mother. Oh, they're, like, they're, they're not good people. None Just of them awful. are good people. Um, Except for Marshall at times. Yes. But none of them are good people. I agree with that. They're, yeah, you're right. There's a number of maybe... <laughs> I mean, and even... Okay, oh. even in New Girl, <laughs> okay, they're, all, they're all bad people except for maybe Winston. But even then, he does bad things. He doesn't things. do Think that about the many episodes. bad things. Where he pranks people and he does not understand where the line is. Like, Winston could accidentally kill someone with a prank. <laughs> he, the worst thing Winston has done is register Nick as a sex offender, <laughs> which is an incredible prank. I forget about that. So bad. So bad. Well, 
Maybe, so bad. Maybe eventually this segment that will live on for eternity, of course, should turn... <laughs> <laughs> should turn into its CAG. And then we'll talk about which sitcom characters are actually good people because they're the anomalies. Thank you, yes. Thank you for yes. getting it out for For knowing me. exactly I, where you were going? Yes. I could not say it's CAG. And I was trying to it's figure CAG. out a, a way to make it it's SAG, but I could not get there. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, wow. Shelby, what have you been Amazing. up to? I don't even know, man. After that, I don't know anything. Um... We okay. We just started season two of Westworld. It's not as good as season one. The flow of season one is quite good, and as you get in, you start to realize that there's some timeline things happening. Like you're being fed things that are maybe not happening in the current timeline. This season is like, like it's everywhere at a pace that's just kind of exhausting. So that's a little unfortunate because there's other things that are happening that are quite enjoyable, but it's almost to the point where like you really have to pay attention. Otherwise, you're going to lose the thread of what timeline you're actually in. And that's like, are they actually trying to do that? Like, is that intentional or is that just kind of bad writing and bad pacing? I don't know. Um, but it still is a very intriguing story. There are still lots of twists and turns happening, which after season one, when you have so many twists, like the ones in season two have to get like pretty outrageous. So yeah, not nearly as good as season one, but I'm still enjoying it. That's, (laughs) I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, Yeah. Uh, Where would you, you've watched a lot of shows lately. Um, Yeah. I don't. I don't know. There's there's quite a few that come to mind. Where would you put season one in terms of like one of uh, of the shows you've watched recently? Would you recommend it above um, Yellow Jackets? There we go. That's the name. Or, um, right. Thank you so much. I was gonna level with you and be like, I don't remember what we've watched. I was um, I was because- circling B <laughs> names in my head for five seconds there as yes. I stalled. Um, <laughs> Yellow Jackets. Um, you've be- watched. Yeah. Um, some we you went through quite a few Apple TV shows for a while. Um Yeah. Yeah, I don't uh oh the I think um, overall we've watched that uh that sort of horror is horror esque. There we go. Um Oh the Fall of the you, House of you. Usher. Uh, yes. There we yes, go. Yes. That's like four different series. Yeah, we series did some Netflix watched. ones. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um honestly, it's been a good year for the T V that we've watched and the things that we watched haven't necessarily come out this year, so don't let that mislead but a, you. A number but, of them have. Not Westworld, but uh, quite a few of the others have been in the last calendar year, at Shrinking, least. yeah, Shrinking was, um, I think the second, or the, the other yeah, season of the Yellow most Jackets recent might have been this was, year. Yeah. Fall of the House of Usher. Um, I would definitely put it above Yellow Jackets. Oh, okay. It's a different story. That surprises me. But I, yeah. yeah, I liked it more. It was less horror, but I think that it was actually better okay. done and a more unique storyline. Um, I really liked Fall of the House of Usher, but I don't think it was the best from Mike. Is it Flana, Flanahan? Flanagan? Flana. Mm, Mike F. It wasn't the best one. 
But it was pretty on par with that, I think, as far as quality and uniqueness. And then Shrinking was like a whole, like, that's like a completely different category. That's like a totally different show. But I would highly recommend Westworld. Flanagan. Flanagan. Thank you. Great. Um, yeah, I, I have always been interested in Westworld. I told you um, when you mentioned you were watching season two. Oh, that like it's always been on my list that is ever evolving that I will never get to. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think you would particularly enjoy it because of the questions that it asks about humanity. Sure. I think that would be really interesting for you. Um, How sci-fi yeah, is it? Like it is, but it's okay. not like it's set in the future. And a lot of it is about tech, but it's not... It's not sci-fi, like, that futuristic. Yeah. So, like, the whole concept is that it is in the future, but, like, the world is normal, but they've come up with the technology to create these hosts in the, like, this Western world so that people with money can go in and it's like an amusement park. Yeah. And they can go and they can, you know, sleep with prostitutes or kill bad guys or be the bad Wonderful. guy. And there's, like, no consequences. Sure. So... You get glimpses into, like, the techie part, but it just feels like an elevated tech company. Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to I'd like to watch it at some point. I think that, at least season one, I think that you would, you would um, enjoy or you would at least sure. appreciate. Sure. Mm. Uh, do you want the, do you want the movie I like more first or second? I'm going to talk about two mm. movies. I want. How harsh is gonna your is? I like both of these. I like both of these movies quite a bit. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I did not like. Leave the one that you like. Terrible. (laughs) Um, save the best one for a second. Okay. Um, like Empire Strikes (laughs) Back. Save save the second for best is what I. Save the second for best. Uh, okay. Um, I saw. Oh, fantastic. Actually, on our way home from Japan, on the way to Hawaii, I watched Blackberry, um, which is a 2023 film. I'm, I'm, I don't know. It's not quite a swan dive into tw- uh, film it to me season yet, but it's mm-hmm. at least like a cannonball. Like I'm getting there, right. and um, okay. and I'm starting to load up on these. 2023 movies i think i'm at like 47 or 48 on the year um and and blackberry is pretty high on my list um it stars glenn howerton who's from always sunny but you might not recognize him because he looks nothing like his character in always sunny um jay baruchel I've never heard that name before Hmm. until now. Um, And it's directed by Matthew Johnson. Uh, This movie is uh, predictably about the rise and fall of Blackberry, the phone, um, and is uh, made in a way that, like, it it almost feels like a thriller. Um, And it's it's pretty fascinating, pretty... um, enthralling all the way through i there was never a moment where i thought it was slow at all um which is kind of the risk of these movies i think um and and yeah it was just 
kind of a uh, unabashed version of of the, how this company started, how this phone got made, and then how um, iPhone took it over essentially. Um, and and wow. yeah, it was it was really interesting. I don't know how much it had to say other than telling the story. There's there's a little bit more to it than just that, but um, uh, in all of these sorts of movies, there's the questions about power and masculinity and, and all of that. Um, but I, I'm not sure that it was trying to say a whole lot more than that. Uh, hmm. But that didn't make it any less entertaining or... or interesting uh it was it was really quite good and um yeah i i I just really i thought it was just a fun watch um there there's a lot of language in it but otherwise i mean like just kind of a straightforward movie that is about something that happened in our lifetime um and I feel like those movies are pretty hit and miss. There's another movie from this year called Pain Hustlers that I'm not sure if I've talked about or not. Um, that is not nearly as good, but feels somewhat similar in tone. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I just I really enjoyed this movie. So um, mm. yeah, it does seem like a bit of a sweet spot for you because you really like the, the money movies. Yeah. Yeah, and the Social yeah, Network yeah, yeah. and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how, not necessarily with this one, but like how quickly those movies are being right. made. It seems like currently, like it's not taking very long for a big social event to happen and then like a movie I, is made. I agree. It. Like, um, uh, what was the movie last year? She Said, I think. Um, right, yeah. Which uh, was not very good, but came out pretty quickly after and kind of involved, uh, what was the other one? Bombshell? Um, that both were kind of the me too movement movies right. um mm-hmm. this one feels a little more thought through and and not rushed mm-hmm. in their production not that uh, i i mean i don't know i'm i'm just some yeah. guy talking on a podcast but like i don't i don't know <laughs> if they're rushed in production or not but mm. this one felt very like oh this this is really thought through and and how Mm. they edited and how they how they arranged the movie so yeah a big fan really and i think you know when you're trying to tell a story because it's a really good story and it's gonna be relevant if it comes out in two years or five years or ten years that's probably it's gonna make a better movie than if you're trying to catch the end of a of like a wave from an event that's just happened right to stay relevant yeah um yeah i imagine that that pressure would would lead to a movie that's just not done so i think so too and also like black the story of how blackberry was created and then folded is a lot less um a lot less known than the story of Mm. the me too movement or a number of other of the time moments i think uh, and I think that probably works in the movie's favor. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, to be honest, I don't care if any of these of the moment movies movies are really super factual. Like I know other people do. Um, same thing mm-hmm. with like biopics. Like I don't, I do not care if you right or right. even movies based on books. Like I don't care if you follow the the book <laughs> like, at all. Is it a good uh-huh, movie? Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. But 
Um, but it does help when it's less known, I think, and and the story's yeah. less predictable, and and you like you don't know any of these characters. Um, well, you're going to go in with less expectation, right. Exactly. right? So it's more of a blank canvas. They can do more. Yeah, I'm with you, though. I think especially with the, like, social movement pieces that feel really important, like, around the Me Too movement, those things, like, I think they need to hit the right feelings. Like, yeah. they need to be emotive in the right way to be really effective. Um, and that's really hard to I, do, especially when people are coming in with Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's super possible. Like she said, was fine, but I'm not sure it's super right. possible at this moment in time. Yeah. Um, like, I think about the um, the movie Promising Young yeah. Woman. I think that, and I haven't seen She Said, but I imagine that that movie was probably probably a bit rougher. But that movie hit on all of the right emotional levels but it wasn't trying to tell a, a true story same, it was trying to tell a story that is true for a lot of same women. thing so same thing but a slightly varying degrees but with women women talking last year i felt that mm, one was mm-hmm. far more effective in that like it's right. it's telling an original and and not factual story i guess but uh is also like saying something about the current moment. I think that's a lot mm-hmm. easier to pull off in this time. So. Yeah. 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 Hmm. But yeah, Blackberry. Blackberry, I, very good. I have no, I know nothing about the it story. Felt, so that would be it fun. It really watch. felt like an indie movie, which is, um, yeah. I mean, there, there's plenty of them that come out still, but, uh, but it, it really felt less known. And I think it's, I mean, Blackberry's Canadian. I'm not sure if the movie was made in Canada or not, but it just felt um, exciting in a way that, like, a mm. big studio has trouble making a movie exciting. So, they, right. yeah, that's what that's what I thought of it. Oh. So. Cool, cool. Um, back to you. Are we, are we, are, I think we're still good on time. Yeah, we got a few minutes here. Let's, uh, we'll yeah. run through these. Um, I mean, really, we've just been watching Christmas movies. Naturally. Um, we, <laughs> we, um, we put up our Christmas decorations partway through December, like halfway through December, because of course we were in Japan. Um, we, it's been like this overdose of Christmas because I have to fit it all in. Oh, so it's I'm been so, like constant. I just realized that we had talked about only doing one thing, and now I'm making you do two. I'm so sorry. That's all right. I'm talking about okay, Christmas. Um, no, so it's been like this overdose. So it's been like, you know, we we decorated in like this. I don't want to say frenzy, although whenever I decorate for Christmas, it's always like a little manic, yeah. right? It's a bit manic, but it's been this constant onslaught of christmas music and christmas movies and i've been just like walking around the house with antlers on and all of this stuff which is interesting because it brings up lots of feelings about like not being home for christmas and you know and all of that and then i remember that like actually even if i was home for christmas like fuck what would that even be like so it's all good it's very self-reflective but um no we've been we've been watching all these christmas movies and it's been like Instead of the usual dialogue of, oh, Ben, what would you like to watch tonight? What would you like tonight? It was, Ben, what Christmas movie do you want to watch tonight? Like, with that, like, energy. So we have watched 
the animated Grinch, which for no reason other than we're saving the Grinch until like the end because it's one of the best Christmas movies. So I had to come up with other like like B-rated Christmas movies for us to to watch. Um, I fell asleep in the middle of that one, so it took two nights. Um, I've watched um, Noel with Anna Kendrick, which I had never seen before. I love Anna Kendrick. She's funny. It was one of the less offensive, and I say offensive, not like rude, but like bad. It was one of the, the less bad modern Christmas movies I've seen in a long time. While we're on Um, the subject, like Anna Kendrick, please be in better things. (laughs) Please use your talents accordingly because you are so funny. We also watched a movie called Xmas, but instead of it, it's like X, like like ex like oh, Xmas. okay okay and it's about how a couple breaks up but he can't come home for christmas and his family still really loves the ex-fiance so they invite her for christmas and then of course his plans change and he shows up and they're there together and they fight for his family very funny um like kind of your your typical like hallmark sure not quite hallmark because it was actually funny but kind of your that that vibe um and I don't even know what else we've watched. But it's been it's been all of the yeah. Christmas. We're of course saving Home Alone, okay. Grinch, and Elf for like the very the very end. Oh, and we watched The Holiday Great. because I could watch The Holiday over and over and over again and be perfectly content with that. I'm glad. I am not a fan of The Holiday, but more power to you. I'm not surprised yeah. at all. We Every watched time Home I Alone, watch it, I'm just It was fun. Oh uh-huh. yeah. But every time I watch The Holiday, I'm like, Cameron Diaz, you are so bad. And then I think about all of the people who could have played that character instead of Cameron Diaz. But it's fine. We move past it. It's okay. Please tell me if this is sexist, but I have never met a woman who dislikes The Holiday. Like, I've never in my life. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure I have either. I love the yeah, holiday. It just hits it a sweet spot for a lot of people, I think. It just captures everything. Yeah. It's Christmas. It's like the, I'm going to drop everything and get on a plane and go somewhere. And it's romance, but it's also like finding yourself. It's really just, it's everything that you want in a chicken. And I'm, yeah, I'm happy for everybody. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure I've met many men who like the <laughs> holiday. Enough. I have the only Chris. I we've watched Elf, we've watched Home Alone and Home Alone Two. The only one I've been saving is Muppet Christmas Carol, which I've watched parts oh, yes. of, but um, not the We've whole been thing. saving that one as well. I watched the animated Jim Carrey Christmas Carol, um, which I love that one because it's it's actually like a bit creepy, but I love yeah. that one. And um, but we're saving the Muppet sure. Christmas Carol. It's so good. For like the week of Christmas. This, um, I'm subscribed to a few Washington Husky football websites for obvious reasons. You? Um, no. And in one of them, all of the people, for reasons that I haven't quite followed, but was definitely a part of, all of the people have changed their screen names to fit in with Muppets. And it brings my heart <laughs> so much joy. Um, That's very good. That's very good. I will never be able to unsee the quote from Michael Caine, and I hope that it's, like, actually true and not just a thing that someone invented on the internet. But 
um, the quote where he talked about how when he was cast in that role, he decided that he would treat every Muppet like a tr- like a, a, a royal Shakespeare Company actor. And he would not at all acknowledge the fact that it was a Muppet movie. And he would play the role with that level of seriousness. And it just makes me love him so more. Good. So, so, so good. So good. I hope it's true. I hope so, too. If it's not, I, mean, I don't want to know. I mean, he plays it like it is, so... Yeah. He does. He certainly it's does. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna try to breeze through this one quickly because I I bar- I got more than I bargained for here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched the movie May December, which is on Netflix, starring mm. Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore, and directed by Todd Haynes, Whoa. who made the incredible movie Carol uh, back in. I don't know how long ago, 2000, I have it here, 2015. Um, and yeah, this is a, this is a movie. Uh, Shelby, you, it seemed like you had <laughs> this, something This is a movie. Say. No, I'm just so excited to hear about this because I really want to watch it and it looks really good. And if you really liked it and it lived up to the hype, I'm really excited about that. I loved it. Wow. Uh I don't think everyone's going to love this, and I'm not talking about you here. I'm not. But I'm not using most, sub- subtext. Most good movies don't capture everyone. No, and this one certainly will not. Um, <laughs> this is a lot. It is about uh, Natalie Portman plays an actress who is visiting uh, a woman who is who has married someone that is at least half her age and had an I'm just tiny bit of spoilers you find out within the first 20 minutes of the movie and it is roughly based on a true story right very roughly um very roughly she she is married to someone she had an affair with when the when the boy was 13 years old um that is what the movie like the plot is I don't think that's what the movie's about at all right um, because it really follows Natalie Portman's character even more than it does the, the story, um, uh, the, the, uh, which I was not familiar with the term, but May December is a phrase used for, um, two people that are in a relationship that are very far apart in age, May being the, the, uh, blooming or coming of age and december being the Mm. the the dying close to dying the crispy cold old person i didn't know that that was i I wondered about the title i didn't know that that was i had no idea either Um, i came into this movie knowing nothing not not even what i just said and um man this this has a lot to say i came away feeling uh, it, not that these mov- two movies were very alike, but came away feeling very similarly to what I did from Tar last year. It's just one of those, like, mm. I don't know for sure how you want the director wants me to feel about this, um, but mm. I do f- feel a lot of things. Um, and, and yeah, it was, it was really well made. It, it says a lot about actors and actresses and how they prepare for roles it says a lot about uh i mean the the sort of plot that i told you already um it just has a lot to say but i'm not sure what it's saying about it 
all the time, mm. but in a good way, if that makes sense. Um, right. This yeah. also mm-hmm. stars Charles Melton, who is a part of Riverdale, uh, one of those. Yes. And and uh-huh. he uh, like he genuinely might win an Oscar for this. He's incredible. Wow. Um, he, yeah, he was so so good in this, um, and really kind of is. At first, the the movie's about those two women that I, I talked about, and then and then it evolves into a kind of a story about mm-hmm. him in the main plot. So, um, yeah, a fascinating movie, one that um, will be very. Uh, I mean, there, there's going to be a lot of different opinions about this. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think I'll save what I really think about it um and what it's trying to say until we ever until you've seen it and until we talk about our favorite movies of the year because it will probably cool. be up there for me but um where is it on your ranking at the very moment it is either fourth or fifth fourth but it could be fifth it's fourth or fifth <laughs> what's number what's number one <coughs> can i are you gonna like make note yeah. of it to use against you later. Like, can probably, I tell you my top but I'm three? Also just... in, in no particular yeah. order. Yeah, I'd love okay, that. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Spider Verse, Oppenheimer, mm, okay. and Killers oh, of the yeah. Flower Moon. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Does it? And then yeah, May December is right right below that. It it wasn't an enjoyable watch, so I think that kind of mm. is against it. But it was incredibly interesting and and maybe the most um, uh, most complicated movie I've seen this year. So okay, yeah. N- not enjoyable in the sense that like you wouldn't want to watch it more than like twice or three times. Yeah, I might watch it again just because I think it's very right. interesting. Uh, not enjoyable in the sense that if someone's looking. For a movie to just sit down and entertain you, right. this is not the movie for this you. This is not it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if yeah. you don't want, if you want to sit down and not think, this is, is not kind of the movie. Maybe your top three movies like don't fit into that. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna <laughs> not say anything. Oppenheimer might not fit into that. Right. Right. Uh, well, no. Uh, do you mean they don't fit into like the entertaining part? I think Oppenheimer is incredibly entertaining. I mean, I think they're entertaining, but I think that they, and having not seen Killers of the Flower Moon, I think that they do make you think sure, about things. Sure, and sure. they can be uncomfortable and it's not necessarily the movie that you just want to like pop on. Right. I agree with that, but this one's more like worse. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Because Oppenheimer is very mm-hmm. entertaining and there's lots of things going Same on thing. that is sensory and not just right. intellectual. Same thing with so Spider-Verse for one. sure. So. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about Spider-Verse. I was just thinking about this one in sure, Killers sure. of the Flower Moon and Oppenheimer. Yeah, yeah. Spider-Verse. Yeah. That I imagine that's wildly it entertaining. It is. It is. I will watch it. I almost watched it on the plane, but I hadn't seen the see first one. So I was screen. like, you gotta no, see the first one. You and Ben watched one. the first one. No, we didn't. Wait, you didn't? I thought for sure you told no. me you watched the first one. No, no. I want to because I want to see both of them, but I haven't I'm seen so it. I'm so confused. Ben might have watched okay. I think Ben's watched okay, the first okay. one. I and, haven't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah. misremembered that Whew. for sure. Whew, that's all right. 
I don't expect you to keep track of your movies and my movies. I like movies. to, though. That's I too enjoy much. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have definitely scribbled down notes about what your top three are. That's so fine. I can sabotage you that's later um, i just want you to see them that's fine those top three yeah are pretty universal i think yeah at least i would also really like yeah. to see them all right uh, all right we've got a game to play my friend oh my goodness the the energy right. of this episode is already on the level that this game will be and i'm worried about we where we're gonna go next 48 minutes in and we so are sorry, just everybody. starting this game um, all right, so this is Merry the Christmas, Christmas version of Ask Me Anything. So we've sort done this of. before. It involved dice. Um, well, it, yeah, we've we've done like a travel questions, yeah. and we've also done an Ask Me Anything. So this is, a, I guess, it's a Christmas slash travel questions that doesn't roll off the tongue quite. So oh, I was going to call it um, Christmas travel questions bonanza. Bonanza. We're throwing bonanza around. Excellent. All right. This is the bonanza. So if you're happy, I'll explain our rules, Andrew. Please. Okay. I need the refresh. written down if needed. Okay. So like before, we've got some dice, but we've, we're working off of two lists for questions. So we've got a travel list and we've got a Christmas list. So we're going to flip a deck of cards. If we flip a black card it's going to be the travel list if we flip a red card it's going to be the christmas list now each list has about nine categories so if we flip a card that is ace to nine that's going to take us directly into the list and we'll pick our category if we uh if we flip a 10 that's going to be a wild card for a category so we can pick any category on either the black list or the red list whichever one we drew now, if we flip a jack, a queen, or a king, we're going to have to take a drink. And the last time, Andrew had to take lots of drinks when we played this game, and I am hoping for a very similar outcome. Okay, so we flipped a card. We know that we're drink, on. just a drink, right? Mm -hmm. It's not finish a drink. a drink. It's just like a no, hearty drink. because I, I think this is going to get us into enough yes. trouble as yes. is. So, just like a, um, a fairly large just a, a mouthful. A gulp. Yeah. Okay. A sploosh, if you will. So we flipped a card. We know what list we're on. We know what category we're in. Now we need to roll the dice. So we're going to roll the dice to figure out what question and what category. So really, it's not as unhinged or as completely unreasonable as it may seem. But if you flip a card, you end up in a category, you roll the dice, it lands on a question that's what? already <laughs> been answered... You have to take another drink, and then you do the process over again. So, or if um, if there's, say, there's five questions in the category, and you roll a right. six, you have to take a drink. Oh, that's yeah. good because there are a yes, few categories yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. But I think if we run into the problem where where we're rolling numbers and that question's not there, or it's a double, I think you just re-roll. Right? You don't have to do the whole correct card. Correct. Roll. You just they, have to okay, take good, a drink, good, and good. then you we'll re-roll. Save us some yeah. time. Okay, so we have got a deck of cards. I'm We've sure got the people dice. listening to We've this episode are drinks. worried about time. We've got some mental health issues. No, I'm just, I mean, I do, but that's not part of this. But we're ready to go, Andrew, whenever you are. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? I'm happy to act as the, like, moderator in this fear. For the record, the card flipping thing was definitely your idea. Okay? I know I'm explaining the rules. I'm acting like it's totally reasonable and normal. This was your suggestion. I'm thinking back to the moment where you said, 
where you explain that we're going to pick a card and then roll a dice to pick a question. You're like, see, it's not that complicated. It's not that bad. There's two steps. Uh, we do lots of things in our daily lives that are two hmm, steps, right? Like a, it's like not that dance. bad. Um, were you asking? Dancing through life. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Uh, did you ask That's who it. wants to go first? Was that what the question was? Yeah. Do you want to go first? Or um, <laughs> yeah, that I would was, be that happy was to first go question. first. Sure. Great. Okay. All right. So if you, if you're ready, you flip okay, that. Okay. Here we go. And I will. Um, I I'll have to with. say, my cards and dice are virtual, um, and and I'm using the internet because I could not find dice or cards <laughs> in my house, um, and Shelby's and are not. I have gone old school because Ben and I like yeah. fun, and we have games. Yeah. In the house. Yeah. I yes. just watch movies that aren't entertaining. All right. Here we go. <laughs> uh, my first. My, f I don't know what this means. You'll have to tell me. My first okay. card is an Ace of Spades, which is a black card, so a travel question. Okay. Travel in the first questions. category, correct? In first category. So I am fantastic. rolling a twelve-sided dice at the or two dice okay. at the moment, and okay. I got. Okay. Oh no! <laughs> I hit a button. I did not mean to. Uh, I am rolling a. Oh. I rolled a four. Four. Okay. On the travel list in category one, question four is, <laughs> it's very, it's very broad. So maybe let's keep it till a couple of minutes, eh? Um, what tourist places do you like to visit? <laughs> For this dear gentle listener, you could... <laughs> Go back through episodes one through ninety-six. Um, yep, and then just listen, listen to those to and answer all, all your those. questions. Uh, my favorite places <laughs> in the world to visit include uh, Fushimi Inari in Japan, Good. Tokyo Disney Resort, um, Disneyland Resort. I love both of those places. Mm. Um, hmm. I. Maybe one in another one in, in L.A.? Uh, uh, I'll go the Canadian Rockies in Banff. Oh, yeah. And then, mm -hmm. yeah, I'll do L.A. Um, what do I like the most? Probably the Getty at this current point in time. Yeah. Maybe maybe do the Getty followed by a drive up to Malibu the Beach. Getty Art Museum. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and that makes for a, just a perfect afternoon and evening. So, uh, yeah, Lovely. there you go. Oh, wow. Fantastic. <laughs> Handled that like a pro. It's almost like we talk about this stuff yeah. every week. Well, I mean, every week, meaning every like four weeks when we get to record an episode. <laughs> cram in, cram in three recordings and yeah, uh-huh. We're only okay. doing one tonight. I'm gonna f I could have asked for yeah. two and I think you might have said yes, but I didn't feel like it was right for me to ask for two. Oh, I don't remember that at all. I think that was in your imagination. No, no, I'm saying I, don't think I, I'm saying I could have asked for two, and you maybe oh, would have okay. like, been like, right, oh, maybe. right, right, right. No. Of all of the weeks, I'm riding that yeah, Japan I thought, high. I thought I'm so. like, let's, yeah, absolutely. I was like, you definitely didn't ask for two. No. You're making that no. up. Okay. All right, I'm going to flip okay, my card. Okay, I'm so ready? excited. Okay. I have to remember what it's this means. It's a seven. Okay. A seven of um, spades. A spade is so, travel a travel questions. question. Okay. Mm -hmm. Category seven. And I'm rolling two dice. And it's a seven. All right. So seven, you seven. You narrowly missed a drink. This was one of the categories oh. where you could have 
Uh, seven was the last. The like eight through twelve would oh, have been wow. taken. Okay. Would have been wow. taking a drink. Wonderful. All right, here we go. This might be a very short answer. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> have you ever missed a flight? What happened? Oh, oh. Um, to my knowledge, no, I've never missed a flight. But you almost did a um, few weeks ago. Almost did. Almost did a few weeks ago. Um, when you learn the lesson that even when you're a seasoned traveler, you can still make silly mistakes and almost leave your passport behind. <laughs> Um, the other close call was going from Madrid to New York. I had a, I was flying out of, um, Santiago and then, um, was flying to Madrid and that connection, it was delayed and it was, it was very close. And then I got there and I went to the wrong gate because the gate had changed. And then the person at the gate was like, I can't call your gate for you to let them know that you're on your way. You just need to run, which was just incredible. Um, I loved it so much. And turns out there were so many of us on this flight. I've had that happen before. That, yeah, it's not great. But there were so many of us on this flight that they held Mm -hmm. the plane for us. So I like booked it and madrid is a surprisingly large airport so there actually was a decent way to like run and so i finally i like plopped down in my seat and i was like sweating and like (sighs) and people were just like looking at me and i was like what what and i was like i don't even want to leave spain i like made a deal with myself i was like if you miss this flight you can just stay in madrid for a while (laughs) which maybe you should have so this was after after the um, the, Camino. the Camino, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't want to leave anyway, sure. so I was like, just put my butt back on that plane and I'll go back to Santiago. Yeah. I didn't. I made it to JFK. It was fine. I'm glad you made it, but also sorry. Yeah, that's all right. All right, here all we right, go. Here we go. I have. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to drink? Are you going to drink? No, I have a joker. So, yeah, I think I am. <laughs> I told you I didn't have jokers because I'm using a virtual. Why did they put jokers in this? Why did they put jokers in? Which is very funny because every time you get a joker, I want you to drink, but I don't have jokers yeah, in I think that's Do you want fair. me to add in jokers? No, I think I think, I think think it's fair. I told you I didn't have They're, jokers. So Okay. There They're go. around. I could add them in. All right. Next card. Fantastic. Uh, okay, here we go. A three of hearts. So okay, Christmas. Christmas, third category. And I have a six. There is no six. Drink here and we go. roll again. Last time we did the travel <laughs> questions, which by the way, every time we do the travel questions, we should add in another, like, set of questions like this so christmas this time but next time it's like movies (gasps) or tv and then oh i love that idea two lists i love it i'm just gonna double check that this is actually the third category here we go yes okay okay i got a two okay great so do do you have you looked through these christmas questions are they more like i barely yeah me too me too so we'll see what they barely skipped them so your category is anticipation great and your question is, do you, <laughs> can I, I'll, I'll read you the question, then maybe I'll edit it a sure. little bit. 
Do you recall the feeling of anticipation on Christmas Eve? So I'm going to I'm going to change it a bit. <laughs> as a kid, as a child, okay. do you recall the feeling of being a kid on Christmas Eve and the anticipation of Christmas Eve? Strange morning? question. Um yeah. yes. <laughs> Let's move on. No, um It happened no. 33 times. Yeah. As a kid, right? You're you're 33. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, as a as a kid, we would go to my grandma's house, who lived in Zilla, Washington. We'd open presents um, with her, and it, like for a while, she'd make us dinner. But after a while, she'd just order pizza, which was great because you know around <laughs> Christmas time, it's like I've only had like I can only take so many hams and pot roasts and all of yes. that. Yes. Yes. Um, so. Uh-huh. And mashed potatoes. and So yeah. pizza became the tradition, which was wonderful. And then we'd come home, and uh, we had a, a lovely house as a kid. And um, and then all of my dad's side of the family would come and stay the night with us. And then the next, the next day would be, obviously, Christmas Day. Um, but my cousin, who's like two or three years older than me, we would go upstairs and play Legos for whatever reason for like two hours, then come downstairs Uh and mom, our our moms would have like the, the classic Christmas Eve gift, like pajamas or whatever, Uh maybe a, maybe a book or a magazine inside. And, and then, um, we'd probably watch a movie and like try to go to sleep and, Mm. and, and like, either fake like we were going to sleep or or just you know uh and, and it's uh-huh. it, it's kind of that very it feels very americana and very like idealized christmas eve situation where you're you're, you're like seeing all your family and having a great time and just and just being a kid uh, uh, and so yeah i i remember it quite well and uh yeah and definitely romanticized in my head but mm. i to be fair to those times like i i think it was as good as i remember it so yeah yeah uh-huh. yeah mm-hmm. oh that's lovely uh are we answering the other person's question do i ask you if you want to answer this i don't know i guess if yeah you want i mean to. We go ahead if yet, you want but, to yeah yeah oh yeah i feel like that anticipation was enough to like keep you awake mm-hmm. right um, yeah, very similar. Like we'd go over to my grandparents' house on Christmas Eve and we do, it was usually like a big spread. So it was like a lot of like charcuterie, um, like that kind of stuff for dinner. And then we would exchange gifts with like the wider family. And, um, as kids, we just got spoiled rotten. Sure. And grandma would always wrap our presents and she'd, like, pick a paper for each grandkid so she wouldn't label them because we were all snoops, except for me. I was a very good child. But we, and I actually say that unsarcastically because I was, but the rest of them were snoops. And so she would pick a paper, and that was for each kid. But then by the time Christmas actually rolled around, she would completely forget which paper was whose. So there would be times where you'd open a gift, and, like, last minute she'd be like, oh, wait, and she'd, like, swap them. And so you'd be halfway through opening a present and it wasn't actually yours. So then you'd switch with, you know, who, yeah. Um, but it was lovely. I remember that was 
so much fun, like having my cousins around and extended family. And then after that, we'd go to like our Christmas Eve carols by candlelight service, which I always loved. And we'd usually come back and we'd do like hot cocoa and then we'd go look at Christmas lights. So Christmas Eve was like in a way almost more of a thing than Christmas Day. Like all of the presents came on Christmas Day and there was like a big lunch. But um, Christmas Eve, I think probably was more of my favorite Hmm. what i would give to go back and do one over Uh again with all of those people yeah um yeah absolutely Hmm. Hmm. lovely okay your turn i'm driving hard so excited ace of spades so travel okay category one two dice see this isn't even complicated at not at all um, four. All right. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> I cannot believe. Okay. I cannot believe you rolled the same really? question a I did. Four? <laughs> oh my gosh, you're right. Oh, that's funny. That's incredible. That's, what, are the, what are the odds of that? Do you want to answer this question? I, I feel like. I don't we, even remember what you What tourist places was. do you like oh. to visit? I feel like we knew better. <laughs> I think it's a reroll. I'll, I'll re-roll. Okay. Just hold yeah. on a second. She's drinking, everybody. It was a it was a hearty drink. Yeah, thank you, thank good. you. I follow the rules. Okay, um, 11? Is there an 11? There is. You lucked out on this one. Whew. Ooh, this is tough. Um, also, <laughs> could go on for a while, but let's not. Um, what countries would you not like to visit? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, love me the old like negative yeah, question um wow um do you wow. want me to edit it? i mean i am i immediately just think of war zones sure um uh yeah go ahead and edit are it. there countries you would not like to visit right right i'm sure that there are countries that i would not prioritize there are countries that i would I would choose to go somewhere else over going to that place. Right. I I don't know. I don't think that there's really anywhere that I'm like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> you know? There's not really anywhere that like I don't really want to go. But I don't know. Do I really need to go to like Uruguay? Like, may, like maybe not. Like I probably am not going to plan a trip there anytime soon. Man, um, Uruguay. Shots fired. I know. So sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Um, yeah, I think I think it's more of a question of just prioritizing other places. Like, there's there's quite a few places at the top of the list, and then there's a lot of places that are, like, secondary. Okay. And then and there's places where it's like, if I don't get to that in my lifetime, I'm probably not going to be overly upset about it. Yeah, I think this is a tough one. Because I think both of us are like, well, if you offered me a free trip, I'd probably go. I would just go. I would just pack Um, a bag. I think your war zone point is is probably right in that, like, North Korea, I I think probably not. Probably don't Um, need to go. Russia at this point in time, yeah, not going to visit. Um, Now, 10 years ago, I would have loved to go to Russia, Uh but it's a bit different now. Even... um, you know, when I was in high school, I remember there was a group of students that were going, it was like a school facilitated thing, and they were planning a trip to Egypt, and it was when all of that conflict yeah. happened. 
And so that trip got put on the back burner. But like Egypt is at the top of my list. Mm. So things fluctuate and change. You know, there's probably lots of places in Africa that I don't have the time or the funds or the admin to like do well or do safely. And it's also a question of if I go to that places, am I actually contributing anything or am I... I don't know. Am I just, am uh, am I broadening my horizons by experiencing things that I haven't experienced yet and, and looking at humanity differently? Or am I just being a white tourist who really probably doesn't have any business being there? So I think there's questions like that to ask. So yeah, there's definitely places that I won't visit or it's not the right time to visit. Yeah. Yeah. That's maybe a little bit of a, of a cop out no, to that question. I, I think but, you're right. And it kind of fits both mm, of us. So. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, what about, is there any place that comes to mind? Uh, no, not other than what mm. I just mentioned. Um, yeah. I guess yeah. I'd be a little, little bit hesitant in certain parts of the world that are less safe. Central America. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. and I, I mean, just some areas like that, that I don't really know about, but. But otherwise, yeah. no. Um, like if yeah. someone was going to like say, hey, here's a trip, I'd probably go. Um, Sign me yeah. up. Yeah, hmm. I think yeah. so. All right. It's my turn. And here I go with Your the card. Turn. Your turn. Your I got turn. a king. You got to be kidding. This is the third <laughs> drink I've had to take. Is that right? Oh, my gosh. I've only had to take one. I think these games like... They're I, I can't cheat, but somehow it disadvantages you, and I don't I quite so understand too. that, but it's funny. It's I funny. got an eight of diamonds, so at an eight, diamonds. Christmas, okay. and eight. Christmas. All right, and let me then go back and count. six-sided okay. dice. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay. And I yes. got three on the dice. Three. Okay, question. Your category is snow. Oh, great. And your question is, what was your favorite snowtime activity? Oh, sledding, making snow angels, snowball fights, ice skating, sh- shoveling is shoveling. on the list. I, I think shoveling that has to be funny, down below. Right? Um, yeah, did, yeah. did not love that. I didn't hate it. I guess um, because you you wouldn't have gotten snow in Yakima. No, we right? got a so lot of we got like, quite a bit of snow in Yakima from time. Really, to time. I just imagine it being so like deserty. No, I mean it was deserty, but uh, but in the winter it would get quite but cold. Elevated enough, uh, and mm. then I mean into the uh, as far as Fahrenheit goes, like into the tens and twenties, and then if, if right. there were clouds, it would snow. Um, there was one year that it snowed so much, like like three or four feet over the course of the winter, um, that my dad got like a used snowmobile. Uh, and I was oh, only like five or six. Um, but I do remember that winter quite fondly. Uh, it was it was a <laughs> lot of fun. My sister drove one up a hop wire, um, which oh, really, oh, no. really incredible skill to be able to do that. <laughs> uh but but uh, in whole um, disregarding that winter, um, just sledding, uh, we would mm. we would go down. We we lived on a hill, so it was perfect. Like we would go down the 
our neighbor's driveway who were up above us and really turned their driveway into just an ice <laughs> ice hill so they probably couldn't get up but um but we had a great time sledding down it and mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and it would go all the way down our little hill that we lived on and and yeah just we'd build little jumps and and see how many people we could fit on one sled and yeah we'd have a great time amazing yeah. medford probably snowed a bit too right if it did snow, it was usually in January or sure. February. Like, we rarely had snow at Christmas Yeah, I time. think that the same for us. Once in a mm-hmm. while, but, but not very often. Yeah. And, like, we would have a snow day if we got, like, five or six inches of yeah. snow. Because no one knew how to drive sure. in snow. So it just shut everything down. So if we had, like, a snow day, it was, like, the best day ever. It was, like, you throw on your snow gear that you get to pull out maybe once a year. And there were years where we didn't get snow at all. Or, you know, it would be snowing, but it wouldn't stick. And so it wouldn't accumulate. So the snow days when we would just, like, wake up and there was snow on the ground, like, complete magic. And that was always building snowmen. Snowball fights were fun, except... Megan, <laughs> I just, I got whitewashed in yeah. the face with so much snow. Um, so maybe if I had maybe people more my own size to <laughs> snowball fight with, it would have been more fun. Um, <sighs> but I always loved like when there was like so much snow, I would want to build like a snow fort. That was very much my vibe. Um, but we would go up to the snow usually once a year, at least, yeah. you know, at least until we were teenagers and we'd cut down a Christmas tree and we'd hang out in the snow. And so like inner tubing in the snow. Oh my gosh. So much fun. So much fun. We take the dog and we'd, um, you know, have snacks and hot cocoa and then you'd end up driving home like completely soaked. Yeah, of course. But it was, it was worth the pain. It was Absolutely. worth the discomfort. Yeah. Were yeah. you at Northwest, the college we went to? Were you there when we had the whole snowpocalypse? Like, snow yes, like, I was. That was my freshman year. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. And then yep. there were like two days where it wasn't snowy at all, and yeah, yeah, it was it was wonderful. We had the whole week off school. I it was incredible. Uh, again, growing up in a place where there was snow, like a decent amount. Like I, I was the only one driving on the roads, and it was just yes. fantastic. Uh-huh. Yeah. I didn't drive at all that week. We just would like walk to Starbucks and walk back. And that was like our excursion. And yeah, none of our professors wanted to come on campus because all of Seattle shut down. I remember like Bell Square shut down. Seattle is not because of that week. No, not at all. It is basically all on a hill. So it makes sense. Yeah. But I (laughs) I would go because, yeah, school was shut down for the week and I was in an apartment Mm -hmm. maybe five or ten miles away, but I would go to the school and just pick up, like, a carload of people, drive and drive back, and then we'd just have, like, movie days, and it was great. Yes, Uh uh-huh. I think we had a a Harry Potter marathon. That might have been the week that I started watching Doctor Mm -hmm. Who from from Christopher Eccleston, and, I mean, it was just, what a great time. That's the dream. Absolutely. Yeah. You come back from Christmas break, you go to school, and then boom, snowpocalypse. And it's a week of no school. And I mean, it was amazing. I agree. The only thing that would have made it better is if I had been drinking yeah, at the time. Of course, but of I wasn't. So <laughs> that's, I'm not going to say that's if a regret because it's not really. But hmm. if we had been doing this podcast at the time, we would have done a 24 oh hour episode. 
15 episodes. Uh, yeah, 24 hour episode. Uh, and I just imagine there would get to a point where you wouldn't edit out the bathroom breaks. No. You wouldn't edit out the I barely do it 15 now. minutes of silence. Yeah. I know. <laughs> do we need to fabricate a snow day so that way we can have yes, a 24 hour episode? Yes, we do. For both of us Some in of it opposite will... sides of the world. Yes, it will yes. So that way, Charlie will just be like chewing her bone and then be sleeping. And yeah, Yeah. can't wait for that day where you're in like what October and I'm in April and it snows in both LA and New Zealand. I mean, we're in in the same months at the same time, Andrew. That doesn't change. Oh, oh. Oh, no. Different seasons. Yeah, there we go. Thank you for the seasons. December for me, it's also December for you. I'm in seasons. Where it's fall for you, spring for me. There we go. I'll edit that out, I'm sure. Um, Oh, no, you won't. No, No, you won't. Uh, Okay, your turn? Yeah. Hold on, I'm just going to write October for me, October for you. We have like three potential episode titles. I'm sticking with Bonanza, but I have not determined the parentheses name. Oh, I've got some okay, good great. options for great. you. Don't worry. Don't worry. It is your um, turn, right? Yes, okay, it great. is. The best one is save the second for best, <laughs> but I'll let you decide what the final cut is. It's hard to beat that one. Ooh. Okay, here we go. Drawing card. It is the two of hearts. Yes, I finally get a Christmas question. Okay. Two of hearts. And I got a 12. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. You have to drink. Drink. You drink. should only be rolling one, but I'm still going to make you drink. Mm. <laughs> uh, I almost I almost did a spit take. I also will not be editing that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, do you want to keep my six or should I re-roll? Uh, re-roll, re-roll. Okay. Whew, yeah, that almost came out my nose. Okay. Two. Two. A two and this a two. is a long question, and I haven't read it yet. There's three <laughs> okay. questions in this question. Wow. Okay. All right. Here, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Did, do you want to answer them as we go? No. Give them to me all at once. Did anyone in your family or neighborhood dress up as Santa? Did you know it was mm. them? Have you or mm. anyone else in your family continued that tradition of playing Santa? And if so, how does it make you feel? There's four <laughs> questions. <laughs> How does it make you feel? Okay. What a terrible I... add-on question. <laughs> I don't remember anyone dressing up as Santa. Okay. I remember one year suggesting to my parents that we do like this holiday pageant and like I could sing a song and oh, someone can dress up is... as Santa. And for some reason, they were not into it. That is it. so Shelby. They didn't. That was so, it was like so like seven-year-old yeah. Shelby, right? <laughs> also Really? 30-year-old 30, 30 Shelby? 30-year-old <laughs> Shelby. Really, Shelby just wanted to sing a song. That's what Shelby wanted. But, like, she was like, we could put on a pageant. Like, that would be fine. Yeah. So I don't remember anyone dressing up as Santa. I No one's continued the tradition because, A, I don't think anybody did it. But there's also no, like, grandchildren at this point. So, like, there's no kids to do that for. So some of our family members just, like, dressed up as santa and we were like all adults sitting there drinking wine and someone came in as santa like one it would be funny and i wouldn't be mad about it but i also wouldn't like go sit on their lap so <laughs> that's where we're at with that um and what was the last one <laughs> it was have 
continue. If so, how does it make you feel? <laughs> well, it doesn't make me feel yeah. anything because it's not happening. I'll get my answer. But we did. Oh, go ahead. Go okay, ahead. we would we would go see Santa at yeah, the mall, like as young children. I think, you know, um, I know that there's photos of us seeing Santa, and it would have been after I knew Santa wasn't real, so sure. it would have been us just like doing it for for mom and for the photo um and but i i also remember being a kid and being like that's weird i don't want to like there's too many people and like that's odd yeah yeah what about what's your answer no all right here's (laughs) my card i got a jack um i'm gonna drink oh drink 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 (laughs) oh my gosh andrew (laughs) no no Oh, At least we didn't gosh. say, like, finish the can. This is my fourth oh my one gosh. already. Wait, wait. <laughs> no way! It's your fourth one? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, here we go. I mean, I'm most of the way through a bottle of wine, but how is it your fourth one? No, my fourth drink. Uh, like, you've only drank Oh, once. okay. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I thought you meant it's your fourth no, can. No, I'm on my third, I was though. like, dear God, where have I been? Okay. I got a three of clubs. Okay. Which is travel a travel questions. question, so I'll put 12 in mm-hmm. here. And here we go. The Should I be nice? You weren't nice to me, so I won't be nice. Never mind, roll. The, the automated dice, the virtual dice, has me push the start button, and then I can choose when I stop. And <laughs> it's, That's nice. it's pretty dumb. <laughs> Some agency oh, for shoot. you. I got 11. That's probably not going to bode oh, well. Oh, and there's... Um, you have to take a drink, but then you can re-roll, but only re-roll one dice because there are only six questions. Gosh. Okay. <laughs> You're going to be on your fourth one pretty soon here, though. Yeah, it's not far away. Five. Five. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Should I okay, re-roll on, again? Let me just interpret... Mm, okay okay so the category um is your next vacation so okay. they anticipate that you're gonna fill in the blank there oh, okay. where you're going okay. so all of the questions in this category have to do with the next trip that you have planned okay i have a question but so, i want to hear the question first so okay so question five in regards to like the next trip that you have planned and that location in mind question five is what sites are you planning to see this is, this is, yeah, let me ask, can I ask a question? Absolutely. Do you want the possible trip I'm going on in January, which is a little smaller scale? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going back to Tokyo in June, most likely. Um, or uh, I think the next huge trip, not that going to Japan isn't a big trip, sorry, <laughs> um, but the next the one after that is probably New Zealand. Which one would you like? You can choose. Mm. <coughs> what uh? What do you think, gentle listeners? We're doing the online what? poll right now. What was that? You wanna you wanna hear about New Zealand? Ah, oh, yeah, me too. Um, the listeners really want to hear about New Zealand. Wonderful. Um, yeah, I I could have thrown in Italy and Paris in there for the next oh, trip, a Tumi trip, but um, Ooh. but we'll wait on that. Ooh. 
You'll, yeah, we're waiting for the sponsors to pull through on the that listeners. Shelby is looking at places to stay, and oh boy, we need some sponsors. The listeners will hear plenty about that trip. That's <laughs> yes, for the next two years. <laughs> um, New Zealand, the things things I want to do, basically, is the question, right? Yeah, what, what sites are you planning to see? Uh, my friends Shelby and Ben. Uh, mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. my friends, hello, that aren't on this podcast that include uh-huh. um, um, Catherine. Hello, <laughs> I shouldn't have started to name them. I'm gonna feel <laughs> terrible if I leave people <laughs> off. Um, Do you want me to Catherine, help you? Sophie? Um, uh-huh. Yeah, let's get this. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nobody else listens to this podcast, so their feelings aren't going to get hurt. It's Ramon fine. and Christine, and yeah, yeah, just just anyone who wants to see us. Mm-hmm. Um, Some good besides faces. those. Uh, Hobbiton will mm-hmm. definitely be on the list. Uh, more for yeah. Melissa than me, but I am excited about it. Um, Are we going to do the nighttime like buffet? Whatever you like, guys food think is best. Tour? Yeah. Oh, because it's wonderful. Okay, it's great, very great. good. If it involves okay, eating, good. sure. Um, it's like a massive table. It's fantastic. Continue. Uh, I want to go to these hot pools that Shelby raves about. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, and I would like to go on a hike with Kurt. Um, mm-hmm. An mm-hmm. easy one, Kurt. Easy. Hi, Kurt. Like I am. <laughs> we, we, we could, walk. We could do Pete. <laughs> we walk down a mountain. And barely yeah. made it out alive Died. the other the other Died. week. So, please yeah. plan accordingly. And then um, maybe last of all is I'm I'm pretty set on like I want to plan it not around, but I would love to do either like a concert that you and I both be interested in, or like I would love to go on a a Disney cruise from New Zealand to Australia. Um, or, or something along those lines, right? Like something that kind of fits both of our interests that we can, the Mm. South Island, like the itinerary you laid out the other, well, not the other week, but the other year, you know, (laughs) like was six months (laughs) ago. (laughs) Um, so like, like something like that, where it's kind of cool. Um, an event for, because I know what it's like for people to visit and it's great and everything, but I also want it to feel more than that for you guys um, and be yeah, something yeah. we we all remember fondly. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, that would uh, something a little bit special along those lines. Mm-hmm. I, I can't say there's like outside of Hobbiton and, and seeing those people, like I just want to see the, the country. You send mm-hmm. me photos all the time of, of just how green and beautiful it looks from just your everyday life and and walking around i'm sure i'll do plenty of walking and taking photos but um but other than that i just want to kind of see new zealand you know see yeah, see yeah, yeah. the things people um people would regularly see so mm-hmm. yeah all of those things sound great it's, um, the dream is like Gang of Youths in Australia. Oh my gosh. But, um, yes. but I don't know how That's feasible that is. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would be so much fun to go like adventuring with you guys in the South Island mm-hmm. because it's so much of like the landscape of New Zealand that is so like photographed 
is from the South Island. Like, there's just so much down there. And, like, I haven't done any of it. And, like, Ben hasn't really done any of it either. Um, But, man, there's so many options. Like, I know it's a little country, but there's there's a lot to do down here. Yeah, absolutely. And it'd be so much fun if we get to do any of that with you guys. Yeah, I would Mm. happily do any of it. I mean, the goal... I talk about the dream, but the goal is to like get to get to the website to the place where I could mm. go on a Disney cruise and like we kind of pays for itself. Yeah. And then we well, all just and go I, and have a great time. Absolutely. Yeah. I have a coworker that actually just went on in November, went on the Disney cruise from Auckland. And she raved about oh, it. Oh, I'm sure it'd be wonderful. About it. And it's not yeah. like, yeah. it doesn't seem like it's super long from what I've looked at. And, and mm. like, I want to take up a couple of weeks. It would just take, like, a, a, yeah. few, a few days. and uh, Yeah. She perfect. said, yeah, the one that she did was five yeah. days. And she said, she was like, that was perfect. That sounds wonderful. But, yeah, she only had good things to yeah. say. Yeah, it'd be great. Good job, Disney. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Oof, do okay. you want to, you probably, yeah, you kind of already answered. There's a lot to do. Yeah, There's, yeah. There's a lot I'm to do. I'm not worried about things to do when we come to visit. No, am, we're not going to be bored. No, and I'm also happy to just hang out with you every night because we haven't done that for yes. a long time. Am I worried about Charlie eating you? Yes. Okay. Be more worried about my wife. <laughs> she can eat yeah. me. She yeah. can eat my wife. That's all right. We're going to start a new training regimen, so it's going to be fine. We're going to get it sorted by the time you're It'll here. It'll be We've fine. Got Six of clubs. clubs Another travel travel. question. Now, this is two dice, right? Correct. She said, having written the rules herself. Okay. Eight. (laughs) The travel questions are always worse, I feel like. (laughs) Yes. A lot of yes or no questions, honestly. (laughs) Okay. Do you like okay. to try local food when you travel? <laughs> Can I edit? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Name a few of your favorite local dishes when you've traveled. <laughs> right. Okay. Yes. These, ever since oh. I started interviewing people oh, in one way or another, these lists of questions have just been like, Oh my gosh, I can't take this, but still, I recommend them for episodes that we do together. (laughs) Well, the purpose of this episode, like, they're funny. Yeah, they're funny. They're, yeah, and then we can kind of edit them, so that, I mean, that makes sense to me. Name a few of Um, the local foods that have been your favorite when you travel. There you go. Local foods, yeah, um... When I was in El Salvador, we had some really good food. Um, not food that I would eat all of the time, um, but we had pupusas, um, which I know we've talked about on the pod at some point. I know that you've had oh, some. Pupusas are great. Pupusas. Oh, my goodness. So it's good. basically like the cheesiest quesadilla that you'll ever eat, but it's not a quesadilla. It's like almost like a pita, but it's yeah. thicker and puffier, and the bread is just incredible. That's so pupusas were amazing a pretty big um, um <laughs> i don't know how to say this somewhat eloquently <laughs> but a pretty big pupusa scene in southern california at this point like like there's you could 
find several places within right. a few miles of me to get papooses. And, yeah. And it seems like anywhere in Southern California. Such you a can do silly that. word. Yeah. No, it's pretty great. Were um, the papooses like, you had there like just like beans and cheese? Yeah. A lot of them were just like cheese. Sure. Um, and some of them were beans and cheese, and I feel like there were other varieties. Honestly, it's been so long yeah. that it's hard to remember. Pork, bean, and cheese um, are my favorite mm, pupusas I've ever oh, had. Oh, yum. Yeah. I, would, I would eat a pupusa yeah, right I now. Yeah, I would eat three. Yeah. <laughs> the ones I had were fairly greasy. Yeah. Are they are they greasy? They right sure can at? be. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, a pupusa. Um, yeah, I mean, like, look... There's, there's foods I'm more inclined to. Um, in Spain, it was a tor- tortilla, which th- we have our Americanized version of what a tortilla is. But in this case, it was more of like an egg and potato quiche. But it was like a quiche that's like, I don't know, four inches tall. And we ate those almost every single day. Um, and they were quite good. We got very tired of them, but they were quite good. Um I mean, in Paris, I feel like the local cuisine is mm. like wine, right? Um, which I'm never going to be grumpy about that. And croissants and pastries and all of that stuff. So I can think of places that I've gone to where the local food is just things that I naturally really like. Um, uh, sorry to interrupt. I mentioned one mm. regret in our last episode about our mm. trip. The other regret is not like Tokyo has a very good French cu- cuisine um, yes, you've said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we should have just made a reservation for one at some point oh, and, yeah, and gone yeah. and gone pretty big on that. Uh, I think Tokyo that was happened. hard with food because oh, we so didn't hard. really know what the schedule was going to be like because we knew that we were going to have to play it by ear. But then it meant that when it came to food, we were just kind of like where we were at the time yeah. was where we're going to eat. Um, which honestly, I mean, it's, I was... it's so big that you kind of have to, it, it would oh be my hard. Gosh, it's I guess you could plan a whole, uh, a few you'd days have to around pick a food. restaurant. You could plan a few yeah, days and, around food and, you, and you'd have to be in that neighborhood to go to the and restaurant. And it's not and like you'd be disappointed though. Day. Like no, those neighborhoods no. are so incredible and big. Like yeah. you'd find something to yeah. do and it'd be worth your while. <laughs> Right? Yes, but given that we only had yeah. two days in Tokyo, yeah, we had really right. specific. So you kind of sacrifice, like, do you want to do the neighborhood or do you want to do a yeah. restaurant? And we opted for neighborhood, and I think that was the right I think move. So too. But um, but if yeah, I, I mean, it, if and when I go back, um, I I think I might do like a day centered around food. I think that yeah, might be the absolutely. And I was, I was pretty concerned, not concerned, that sounds maybe a bit too strong. I knew that going to Japan, I don't love sushi and I don't love fish. And so I was kind of concerned that there'd be times when I like wouldn't really like the food or there wouldn't yeah. be anything that I liked. But honestly, I liked everything that I ate. I wasn't super like, happy. Like I told you at the time, like I was content with the sushi place we went in Tokyo. Mm. But looking back, like it wasn't as good as other places. Mm. We went. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it was fine. Yeah. Um, mm. Like, it wasn't I mean, bad. It how was can good. You, and how can you go to Tokyo and not eat sushi? Even though I don't love right. sushi. Like, I was able to find things that I actually really liked. Yeah. 
But how do you go to Tokyo and not eat sushi, right? right? Or not eat ramen or not like and some of those things I re- like I really loved the ramen. I really loved the um, the Japanese curry that we had, the the katsu beef. Like there were so many things that I just really, really enjoyed. Um, my exposure to those things has been fairly limited sure. in my life because growing up in Medford, Oregon, there there wasn't really a, a good Japanese place. And even coming back home here, like there's not a ramen place. There's not a Japanese place that we could go to. Um, so it was just fairly new. But um, even then, you know, the, the food that we ate, I really, really enjoyed. Even not being that into seafood, like it was it was so good. Sorry, I hijacked your question for a minute there. It was good conversation, though. I'm not even mad about it. Um, If I'd answer for myself um, Mm. that, uh, and we've brought it up a few episodes in a row now, that Okonomiyaki uh, Mm -hmm. in Hiroshima was one of the most, like... It was so unique. Yeah, one of the most unique meals I've ever had in my life. And and so fun and really good and incredible... Like, you, if that was served in L.A., it would be $25 a plate, and it would be very good. And, yes. and like, L.A. has the, I've never been to Paris. L.A. has the best restaurant mm. scene I've ever been around. Um, mm. But, but like, you, and it, I, like, I could probably find that here, but it would be five times the cost. And, and yes, it just yes. felt very, uh, regarding the question, like it, it felt very local. It felt local. very. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of the and place. I think I liked the food. I wasn't, I don't think I liked it as much as you did, but I liked yeah. it. But so much of my feeling towards that experience is about the experience, right? right. Of having to find the place of sitting in a restaurant where she really didn't speak a whole lot of English. We had to like Google translate the four things on the menu. Right. And it was kind of a crap shoot. Like you get what you get. And it was such a small place. You felt like you were kind of in the bottom level of her house. Like she was probably living above the kitchen. Right. Like it was such a unique experience. It felt so local. There were people who were clearly coming and going from their jobs to pick mm-hmm. up takeaway versions of what we were eating and it felt so authentic yeah and i loved that i abs and it was <laughs> we had to make the choice to go find it we had to make the choice to open a door not knowing where it was going to lead and then make the choice to sit there basically in silence while she cooked our food right. and talked in japanese to her other customer and i loved that we did that yeah, me that too. brought me a lot of joy and um I think that's really what encapsulates that local experience. Yeah. It's not just the taste of the food. It's the location. It's the person who serves it. It's that feeling of this is what someone does in their normal everyday life. This is a part of their routine. And that's that's fantastic. That's really, really good. Agreed. I hmm. just wrote about those first two days on on our, on my website, wanderingindisney.com. Um, and... I feel like I had my head wrapped around those two days and, and could mm, kind mm-hmm. of encapsulate them pretty well with words. But that was the one experience where it was, it just felt so authentic that I, like I, I kind of breezed by it. Like, this is what we did. Right. This is, this is where we ate. And, 
and it was very cool. But there was there was not a lot <laughs> yeah. of there there wasn't a great way to say how how mm. much it made me feel. I, I think, uh, yeah. and how much yeah. I enjoyed the experience. I guess uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure it yeah. made me feel a ton of emotions, but like I, I just mm. was so happy to be there. So yeah. yeah. And I think that's probably why, even though it wasn't my favorite meal that we ate while we were on the trip, I will always look back fondly on it because it was that experience. Yeah. And I think food is twofold in that yeah, way, yeah, right? Absolutely. Like it's the experience that you have and it's the food that you eat. And it's both of those things. I agree. Hmm. Yeah. Um, my right. turn? Flip a card. Flip a card. Any card. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. It's a jack again. My can is almost empty. Do you want me to open a new can or just finish this? Um, Finish this one, but I'm going to take a drink out of solidarity with you. Mm -hmm. Well, now I am on my fourth can, but I would like to say (laughs) that the Matador um, premium Mm -hmm, tequila mm -hmm. cocktail, is that what they call themselves? Tequila cocktail. Yeah, uh-huh. They should get rid of the premium. I mean, good, good grief. Um, Whenever anything says premium or gourmet, you know it's yeah, not. that's right. right? These are yeah. only 7% yeah. alcohol, while the okay, cut okay. water is, oh boy, uh, 12 and a half. So, Woof, okay, so, big difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, all right. Well, that piece of information is going on to the Google I'm Doc doing. Because that's important. So, I'm doing fine. Um, okay. seven of spades, so travel question seven, and where are the dice? Okay. Seven of spades. Travel. All right, here we go. And okay, I we got go. Go. a 12, shoot. No, you got, you got to drink that premium tequila <laughs> cocktail. This is the stupidest thing. I've gotten <laughs> six, and you've gotten one? <laughs> Which is exactly how it was on the last episode, too. I don't understand, my friend, but that's just how the dice rolls. Four. Okay. Um, have you ever been on a cruise? <laughs> no. <laughs> do you want me to do another question? <laughs> sure, roll again. Okay. Seven? Uh, have you... <laughs> have you ever missed a flight? <laughs> Take a drink. <laughs> oh, you're such a good two? sport. I'm going to drink two. some water um, for, for a few <laughs> minutes. That's good. Um, two, what do you miss the most when you're traveling? Oh, Which is an interesting that question. That is actually an interesting question. Yeah. yeah. Good job, EnglishPost.com. EnglishPost.org slash travel conversation questions. You know a website is serious when it's .org. Dot org. It's like basically a government website. Yeah, basically. Basically. Um, Have you? What do you miss the most when you're traveling? Man, that's a that's hard. Do you have an that's answer? An, that's actually an interesting question. You have um. You have more obvious things than I do. If I like can't like my dog. <laughs> yeah. Like I miss I miss my dog. When maybe I soon to be your house. I don't know. Yeah, like we, you know, we've only been in our house for two months. And so when I left, 
gosh, basically, basically two weeks after we moved in to go to Oregon and then came back and had two weeks and then left again to go to Japan. Like it, it was, it was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I don't even get to enjoy being in our new house that we just bought. Um, so for sure, um, miss the most (laughs) rest. Mm. (laughs) Um, but, but yeah, definitely Charlie. It took me about a week to miss Charlie and uh, don't get me wrong. I love our dog, but our dog is hard work. So a break from her is actually kind of nice. But about a weekend, it was like, oh, I do miss the cuddles and I miss the joy. And I know she misses us. And like, that would be, that would be lovely to go home and see her again. Um, honestly, I feel like, sorry, I'm just answering this question for you. Um, you can, you can go after I'm done, I guess. Um, I, I don't miss a whole lot when I travel. I feel I feel the most like myself when I travel. Um, I think I love the adventure. I love the reflection that comes from the experiences that I have. Um, I think the the downtime I don't I don't do that well when I travel because I want to utilize my time, and I'm still learning that lesson that sometimes resting while traveling is actually beneficial. Um, I, I have pretty regular phone calls with my mom and my dad, mm. and, you know, while I'm home. And so while we were away, I didn't really have that. And I did miss that. Um, but overall, I didn't really miss anything. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think in the future when we play this game, we should make mm. it like if you want to add a follow-up question or something, Ooh. you just have to take a drink, but then you get to ask your question. <laughs> Excellent. Um, no, I I pretty much agree with you. Um, mm. I I miss my bed. I guess like like you said, it's <laughs> yeah, like uh-huh. hit and miss on hotel beds and and Airbnb mm. beds or whatever. Uh, I I guess I miss that on this last trip that we just got back from. I I well, we sort of mentioned it, but. Um, the my favorite football team was in a very important game and and I I missed watching that with my my dad and my mm. brother and my my sister I, it was it was pretty great the way it ended up I mean we we were texting and all of us had separate conversations going and and it really <laughs> yeah. brought me a lot of joy honestly but but also like would have loved to be with them um, mm. so I I guess there's a a tiny part of me that's like I think I miss the the everyday life of hmm. not necessarily the life that I'm living, but the life with people that are around me. Because when you're on a trip, you know, like the people you're closest to maybe don't text as much or maybe don't call right. as much because they're trying to be respectful they of know. your time. Yeah. And yeah. and I appreciate that. And and really that's that's what you should do, I think. Hmm. But on the other hand, like like I, I, I think when there's something important going on, I think that's probably what I miss the most. Hmm. Um, so, so yeah, uh, I can't say that. Uh, and I take this as a sign that I love to travel more than I don't love like my current situation. <laughs> um, yeah. But like, 
I can't say that I miss my everyday life that much. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I do feel uh, like I, I write every day, and if I don't, then, uh, like at home, then I feel like I've missed out on something. Um, but when I'm traveling, I, I excuse it away um, for good mm. reason a lot of the time because... Like, mm-hmm. I'm too tired. I've done too much. Like, I just need to go to bed. Yeah. Um, yeah, your brain is done. But I do think it helps me process a little bit. So um, mm. so maybe maybe that as well. Um, but otherwise, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't have a great answer for this one. There's, there's not mm. a lot mm-hmm. I miss. So. Yeah. Yeah, especially Same. when we're traveling mm. together and can talk about no. a few things uh, on a podcast. Um, I know. That, that's pretty amazing. So that was pretty cool. It was, it was, I mean, I'm not sure we've got the kinks worked out of it, um, but we're getting there. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was quite nice. It was interesting. There were, there was one day in particular where it was like, oh, I feel like I, like, I feel like I haven't talked to Andrew about anything. Yeah. And it was like, we haven't been messaging, but that's because we're here in person. It is strange. (laughs) It was like. It, which is like a different dynamic. And like a lot of our friendship over the last few years has been like messaging mm. and doing doing the podcast. So it's like, it's interesting that traveling together then introduces a new dynamic. Yeah. And especially when we're traveling with our partners, like even like walking down the street, you know, because once I thought about it, I was noticing like, oh, of course, I'm walking next to Ben and you're walking next to Melissa, which means that all of those like extra spare moments... Like, I'm spending with Ben because you guys are in front. So it's like, it was interesting for me to analyze that and be like, oh, right. Like, this is a whole new different dynamic than when we do the podcast or when we message or whatever. So, um, but it wasn't a bad thing. It was just, oh, like, I'm recognizing why I'm like, oh, I feel like I've missed something because I haven't messaged Andrew throughout the day. But it's because I've been with him in person. Mm. But it's also been different because as a group, we're functioning and we have that dynamic. So, um, it yeah, it was just really interesting. But I also really loved, like, I got to know Melissa so much better on this trip. Like, I got to spend so much more time with her. And that was really special to me because that's the most time that I've ever spent with Melissa and so there was just so much value in that that like and even with me and Ben like you know we've been married for almost four years but we've never taken a trip like this together so for us to go with you guys it was like that was amazing that we all got to go together and I got to see what Ben thinks of a different Mm. country and you know like there were just so many things with this trip that felt so special and were the first and I think it was cool, too, to think about, like, you know, uh, not to be presumptuous, but, like, this is just the first. Yeah. You know, like, there will be another trip. Like, there's going to be more of this. Um, it was very exciting. It was very cool. It was. Um, for, uh, I'll take a drink at the end of this, but um, <laughs> it was, uh, it and I, I think we're we're kind of like ask me anything usually do or or these travel questions <laughs> we're we're mm-hmm. just um bordering on just becoming full blown 
like, hey, sentimental friendship. <laughs> Yay. Lovely. Um, this, uh, this trip was, I, I don't know if I'd say worrisome, but a little bit like, uh, yeah, I, I think I was a little bit worried about how Melissa would mm. get through it. Um, and to mm. see you, the two of you bond was, um, uh, <laughs> sorry, it meant a lot to me. Um, mm. And to know that I had a, a best friend who was like comfortable knowing that you and I could take kind of a backseat. Mm. And, and like, hey, this is, this is time for you and Melissa or you and Ben, which mm. like, like even after the first day, I was like, wow, they didn't really get a honeymoon. They, yeah. um, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and like, it was, it was just kind of, I, <laughs> I don't mean this as a compliment to myself or anything, but like, I'm fairly good at taking a backseat and just watching. Mm. And um, seeing all of those things happen was was quite beautiful, and mm. and maybe um, maybe my favorite part of the trip. So, um, mm. so so yeah, it was it was special in that way. And mm. seeing my wife, who like we we had conversations, multiple conversations leading up to the trip about like like how do we navigate this if this gets really hard. And, and brings mm-hmm. up memories of of friends we don't have anymore, um, and, and and then seeing how you guys interacted, or or how the four of us interacted as a group, and and uh, it it means a lot to me. So mm-hmm. um, I don't remember what the original question was, but but <laughs> I'll leave it at that. So yeah, I think. Um... I think it's pretty special. You know, we've talked about on this podcast, we've talked a lot about, you know, what it looks like to travel with the right people and to travel with people that have the same expectations and the same goals and, you know, what it looks like when you don't travel with those people. And there was a lot, uh, there was a lot riding on this trip. Like as much as I didn't Hmm. really worry about it beforehand, um, you know, like, and I think, you know, I said this to you guys, but I really feel like this is the beginning of something. And um, it's pretty incredible to me that, like, this trip really met my expectations with that. And a lot of that is because you and Melissa are so easy to travel with. Like, you're so considerate. You're so accommodating. You're so flexible. You're so all of those things. We, you know, have enough of the same interests. And when you know, when Ben and I decided to go to Nara and you want to do something else, like it was fine. Like there was a lot of safety in that. And honestly, it just comes back to the kind of friendships that we have. Like there's, there's space to be ourselves. There's, there's room to be authentic. There's room to communicate what we need. And it's not just about traveling and going on a trip. It's about the kind of friendships that we have. And that's, significant and that means a lot to me and ben and um you're right this is veering on the point of a ask me anything sentimental sappy 
um, ending for this episode. But um, ending. we're just we're just starting. We're just getting started. I mean, we're almost two hours in. <laughs> I mean, Andrew, this is the Christmas episode. We gotta give I've the got people like a what third they of want. a bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, went into this trip knew knowing that like you're my best friend and knowing that Melissa is an extraordinary human. And I came out of this trip feeling like I know her so much more. And, like, I don't know. I didn't I didn't feel like I, I... I knew that it was safe to spend time with her and to spend time with Ben. And I didn't... I didn't at all worry about you and me. Because you and me are so good. Yeah. You know? Um... At the same time, I want to fly to L.A. so we can go to Disneyland tomorrow and you and I can hang out. Sure. You know, so it's that too. Um, and I think as we travel more together, we'll figure out more of that dynamic. It's it, Because they're... Mm. It's a weird thought thinking like, like if I travel just with you, which I'd feel totally comfortable doing, yeah, it'd be a absolutely. very different trip than if I traveled with you and Ben. Or if yeah, I traveled yeah. with you, Ben, and Melissa. And yeah, all uh-huh. two, three, or four would be wonderful trips. We'd have an yeah. incredible time. And I'd f- but totally different. feel amazing in all of them. But yeah, they'd, yes, be, uh-huh. they'd be yeah, they would be different. different. And like at some point, it, I don't, don't want to say like it will happen, but it very well could happen that mm. any of those outcomes... It comes to pass, but but like I'd, I'd be good with any of them, and that's mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. I don't think a lot of people have that. No, and I think I think that's special, and I think um, yeah, same for me. Like I'm I'm an introvert as much as I pretend to be an extrovert. I'm an introvert, and I think I'm also the kind of person that when I walk into a group dynamic, my brain does a lot of work to try to figure out where I fit into that group dynamic. So groups are always kind of a little bit challenging for me. But to be in the group of the four of us, you know, Ben and I have never been on an overseas, like not to repeat myself, but like there is, you know, there was dynamics for my brain to figure out while we were away. But there is also so much comfort in that. And I think... I don't know. I just can't. I just can't wait. Like, I just want to do it again. Yeah. Like, right now. I just want to get on a plane and go again. And I love that. Maybe don't hike down a mountain on the third day, but otherwise, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. But, like, I know that Melissa and I could spend a day together doing X, Y, or Z, and it would be fantastic. And I know that Ben. Buying souvenirs. And I know. Yes, shopping, basically. And I know that you and I could spend a day together. And all of those things would be different and amazing and incredible. And I love that. And I I love that the next trip that we go on, if we wake up and our partners go, oh, my gosh, we're so tired. Or, oh, we want to go shopping. And we go, oh, we don't want to do that. You and I could bugger off and go do something else. And they could go shopping. And that would be fantastic. And, like... We would have so much fun doing whatever we do, and they'd have fun doing whatever they do. And that feels like such a special situation. Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah, I just feel really grateful. I feel really, really grateful and happy and privileged. Right. 
in a lot of ways, the trip was for the four of us and not the, not you and yeah. me. And, yes, and, I, that's exactly how I felt. And I'm yes. mm-hmm. good with that. Like, it, it was yeah. great. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So. Yeah, that's a good way to sum it mm-hmm. up. Your turn. Mm. My turn. <laughs> I will go all Five night. Of- now that you said you would have done two episodes, like, I will go as long as you want to. Might need a dinner break, yeah, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, should eat. Um, five of diamonds. Uh, okay, Christmas. Um, would you like a side note? Yeah, of course. So, my deck of cards, it's a Hendrix Gin deck of cards. Yeah. And so each of the cards has like this specialty artwork on it, which it's it's really quite delightful. Um, this five of diamonds, it's a candelabra, but instead of candles, it has cucumbers, and it says, "Let there be cucumber," and um, that's the five of diamonds. That's the stupidest thing. <laughs> but that's can you see? Yeah, it? that's, that's, that's nice. <laughs> It's um, it's an odd deck of cards, but I love it. You're in the religion category, so I can't wait to see where oh, this goes. Oh, woof! Okay, oh my gosh. Um, one dice or two, <coughs> just one, right? <laughs> Correct. Sorry, excuse oh me for the gosh. Cup. Wow, I'm gonna need to drink more. And after this, okay, here we go. Six. Drink. <laughs> okay. There's five go. questions. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Oh no. I didn't know rose could burn, but it can't. Okay. Um, two. Okay. <laughs> uh, if you were subscribed to the video feed, you'd see my eyebrows raised as we. <laughs> also, can I just point out that I had the document open and so i forgot that while i was saying all of those really sappy sentimental things i had antlers on yeah it's incredible until i just (laughs) and your room's gotten really dark because it's nine o'clock there but Uh the christmas lights are doing some crazy like flare things so i'm just talking about like friendship and like love and sentimentality and i just have these stupid antlers there's one little weird light like right by your right ear? Yeah, what is it? I have no it? idea what it is. Um, it's gotta be the aircon unit. Okay. But it's like, it's like on this wall, okay. not on the back wall. So I'm confused about where it's coming from, but that must be what it is. It's a star. <laughs> it's lovely. <laughs> uh, was your church or temple community a central part of your life? Yes. We did, for the record, everybody, we did a um, Church in the Modern Era episode. Oh, gosh. I don't, I'm yeah. not going to look up what episode it was, but no. I feel pretty good about what we said. Yeah. Um, and, and. If you want a more thorough response, yes. you can just go listen to that yes. episode. Um, yes, it absolutely was. Um, for the last maybe eight years. Um, a church has not been a central, really significant or central part of my life, but in my upbringing for like the first like 20 years of my life, it definitely was. And so Christmas was definitely hmm. integrated into that for Christmas Eve service or Christmas service or, um, you know, whatever that looked like, some type of 
community service program leading up to Christmas. I have really, really lovely memories of, um, as a kid, our church ran a like Christmas stocking program. And there were kids in the community that were, um, you know, more under the poverty line. And so um, there were Christmas stockings that were made by the little old ladies in the church. And you'd pick up a stocking and it would say, you know, girl age five to six. And you'd stuff the stocking with things that a six-year-old girl would like. And then at the end, you give it back and then the church would deliver it to that child. And because my my dad ran so much of that program, we were always really involved. So we got to see the full thing of buying the stocking, buying the things to go in the stocking, you know, and then there was a day when they were all collected and you'd go through and you'd make sure that all of the things were appropriate that were in the stocking and then you'd go and you'd deliver them to the families. And I have really, really fond memories of that. Um, if you'd like to hear one of another story about that, Shelby, self-titled or self-published a, a book about, <laughs> and there's a story about that and it's quite right. lovely. There is. There is. Um, um, so let us know. Trepitumi at gmail.com if you'd like to yeah, hear more. Send us an email. I'll send you a copy. Um, yeah. I. That's probably the thing that, like, at Christmas time, you know, you think about what you have and what others don't. But if I could, if I could participate in that way and do that again, I would do that every single year. Yeah. Like, that would just be a part of our Christmas tradition. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. You? Uh, <laughs> going back to the... <laughs> yeah. Um, weirdly, church was a central part of my life, but the church we were going to was not. I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, hmm. uh, we switched churches when I was around the age of uh, 10 or 11, And there was a lot going on in life at that point. My mom had breast cancer that was fairly advanced. Um, uh, Lord willing, uh, and and thankfully, she um, came out of it just fine and and is 20 years removed from it at this point. Um, And uh, I'm I'm so thankful for that. But, um, But we switched churches at that point in my life, and... Um, the church previously, I played a lot of baseball, and that's what I remember. Like after the service, we went out into the grass and played baseball. The church after that, um, like, would show up on Sunday mornings and mostly enjoy the service usually. And and but but at that point in my life, an orga- an organization called Young Life was much bigger in my life and mm-hmm. and something that really took a hold and, and something I, I still value to this day, even, even if there are a few um, fundamental differences that I disagree with in the organization. Um, I, I still really appreciate the work that they do. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, so in a weird way, like Sunday morning. Yeah. I, I would, I would be there every week and um, would hmm. generally enjoy my time. And, and it still means a lot to this day. Like, like I, I feel like I've felt God in my life. And, and that's hmm. in a, an extraordinary feeling. Um, uh, in another way, like 
Um, I, I can't say that I really connected with a, a ton of people along the way um, outside of my family and outside of the people that were in young life. Um, so, mm-hmm. so uh, it's kind of a yes or no, really. Uh, and and mm. one that really kind of worked out for me. Um, I appreciate it. And it's, it's not something where, um, like, I don't, uh, I don't really like the evangelical church. Um, there are a lot of problems with it. Um, so, so I think my life turned out pretty fortunate in that way where I believe in, uh, believe in the things I believe and believe in, and what Jesus stood for, and and um, that makes Christmas quite meaningful to me. But um, I also don't believe in extra things that I don't think are uh, very important to my belief in God. I mm. think I'll leave it at that. The use of the words extra things i just really appreciate that (laughs) and also as you were like talking about really personal things i really felt the need to just like take these antlers off no no i was like i can't do that mid-thought yeah we gotta we gotta keep the um we gotta keep the spirit of the episode alive yeah and the people who are watching the live stream they'd be like that's weird why would she take her antlers off all right how we doing how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. We're up to you now. Um, I'm just going to rely on you. No, I thought that was my question. It was. It was. Do we? Oh, okay. I'm just okay, asking, okay. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how far are we going? How, how many more are oh, we going? Oh, let's keep going. Okay. I'm, <laughs> she, yeah. Shelby just cheers me, as the people who aren't watching yeah. the live feed know. I've almost finished uh, an entire bottle of wine. So live feed know. <laughs> At this point, it seems a shame to, like, not... Yeah, you gotta keep going. So, gotta keep going, you know? We're getting into some good stuff here. I feel like I've gotten this card before, but I got the three of diamonds. No, spades. Spades. I'm so sorry. Okay, okay, okay. Three of spades. Okay, so travel questions. Okay. Good, good, good. And that's a 12, and here we go. Um, And just... And, and just roll one dice, because it's just six. I already got 12 and seven, so oh. <laughs> so I'll change it 12 to 12 and seven? Yeah, I did it twice. <laughs> I'm changing it to six now. Should I just... I'll just take one drink. Just take a drink. Oh, love, you'll be fine. Take a drink. All right, here we go. 12 and seven. Oh, my God. Six. <laughs> This is really funny because this would be a great question for me, not so much for you. Okay, so three, the category is about your next vacation, I feel like right? the light on my microphone is blinking more than ever. Oh, oh, wait, does the light on your microphone usually blink? Yeah, at the risk of really screwing up this audio, here, I'll show you. <laughs> Can you see it? It's... It's not blinking oh at all. Or maybe it's just that the video won't follow oh, it. Oh, there we go. Can you see it? Now? Oh, okay. Now it's flashing. Now it's flashing. I think it's blinking more than ever. Sorry for everyone who's listening, wow. which is all Why of is you. it blinking? <laughs> oh, okay. 
We didn't even record this episode, so we can't even make jokes. Of, I mean, we will make jokes about releasing the video, but we, like, it's not going to happen. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Whoa. Quality professional podcasting. That's what this is. Okay. Um, so Ooh. this question... <laughs> question is in regards to your next your next vacation okay again um when will you next go to the beach which beach is your favorite <laughs> beach um beach 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 I, uh, my profession is beach um <laughs> i did watch that on the plane we on the way we just rewatched that too it's good it's it's delightful. Aside from it's the wonderful. Mattel stuff, that is pretty bad. It's really, really good. Can. Yeah, the Mattel stuff's not great, but I have to say that um, Ryan Gosling really so exceeded good. my expectations. So I did not think he was the right choice, but he really oh, nailed he's it. So great. The first half an hour and the first and the last like forty-five minutes of that movie, yeah, perfect. Mm. Oh, I could, yeah. it couldn't oh, get any absolutely better. perfect. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So when will you beach? When will I beach? When My when is your job beach. beach? Um. When do you favorite beach? I don't know. Probably beach in like a, a few weeks. Probably. <laughs> right. I am. Um, uh-huh. the, there's a half marathon coming up that we've registered for. It's it's in mid January, and I really like running at Long Beach, which is like half an hour away from where we live. So that's probably where I'll next beach. My favorite. It has your name in it. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's why I like it. Um, Naturally. My next, my favorite beach. Oh, that's a tough question. Yeah. Uh, Lincoln City is sentimental, but probably my favorite is El Matador, which is in Malibu, mm, and it's mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. beautiful. Whether you go to watch the, um, to the to watch like the Instagram influencers. Do their thing, uh, incredibly yep. entertaining, or you're just there for the for the beautiful views and sunset. Does that mean you're not an Instagram influencer? I do not think so. I, I do not have enough mm. followers for mm. that. <laughs> um, but yeah, just a just a beautiful place and, mm. and one of the top like three or four places I would take people if they visited L.A. Yeah. Um, yeah. A wonderful place. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, I didn't take you. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I mean we ran out of time. I love Laguna too, which well, we did oh, take you, but that um, was beautiful. But, yeah, uh, but between those two, those those are my favorite beaches that I've been to. I think. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Hmm. Do you have a favorite beach? <sighs> well, like locally, um, because we're in summer. I'm hoping to get to the beach soon. Oh, yeah. But, um, Waipariki. Oh, kayak. Um, oh man, I want to kayak so bad. But, um, yeah, we're, we're in summer now. So, um, Waipariki in Hawke's Bay, just outside of Napier, is my favorite beach in Hawke's Bay. Okay. And, um, there's beautiful, beautiful beaches in New Zealand. And that one's just gorgeous. It's, it's a cove. It gets quite, uh, busy in summertime. But it's a really, really lovely beach. Mm. And um, if we were still living in Hawke's Bay, that's where we would, you know, most weekends we'd spend our time. Yeah. 
Um, it's a bit different now. We've got like the lake instead of the ocean. Um, but in some ways that's better or just as good. Uh, the shared interest here is the Oregon coast. Do you have a favorite beach on the yes. Oregon coast? <sighs> um, Brookings is like the sentimental um, Harris Beach yeah. just outside of Brookings. That's probably like that's, pretty far south, That's the correct? one. Yeah, okay. yeah, pretty far, far south. Um, or Cannon Beach, which, again, kind of opposite, really far north. Yeah, but, but um, like those, the most those popular two. beach in Oregon, probably. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, absolutely. But no less beautiful, for sure. Yeah, but Brookings is, that's like, it's got the small town ice cream shop, it's got the art market, it's got all of those things, and like as a family, that's where we would go as kids, as Brookings. Hmm. Popular Tripitumi guest, Matthew Long, got engaged on Ken Beach. Oh, see, it's a good beach. It's wonderful Good beach. things happen there. Congratulations, yeah. Matthew. Congratulations. How long ago was that? Okay, you're putting me on the spot. Uh, 20 years. Wow. I think their 20th anniversary. Because 10. Yeah, Melissa and I just celebrated 10, and they're yeah. nine years ahead of us. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, almost 20 years. Good job, guys. Way to go, just guys. Really excellent job. We love you. Okay, I think it's your turn. All right. I'm Are you all card. enjoying this? Like, <laughs> ah, shit. It's a queen. Oh, drink. I have to take a drink. Drink, drink, drink. drink wow. Drink, drink, drink. Um, okay, I have to, hold on, hold on. I have to, I have to refill a bit because there's not enough to be a, like a really good drink. If you, okay. Really, uh, I mean, we joke about this all the time, but if any of you have made it to this point in the episode, Pickles. please email us at drinkatomitgmail.com <laughs> and just tell us why. Why you've made it this far. Oh, no. Oh, that's why I know we're best friends, because I thought only I would think that was funny. But now Shelby almost spit take, spit take, spit, spit taked. Oh, spit, and the wine. Spit, spit took. Spit tooken. Um, that, that joke. Uh, but, but seriously, please email us. Um, this queen has pickles. Uh, yes, you're right. Yes. Um, you got to draw another <coughs> okay. one, I think. Drawing again. Oh, it was a 10. Oh, it's a wild card. Oh, Whew, my gosh. First... We haven't had that one of wow. those. Did we even tell the audience <clears throat> about that? I did. At the very okay. beginning, I, I said 10s you. were wild cards. Okay. Um, so I get to pick want... the category, but you still rolled the dice? Oh, you get two? Okay, yeah, you pick my category, but I would like the Christmas list, please. Yeah. Oh, was it red? Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. All right, I picked the category and you're rolling the dice, Look. correct? Yep, yep. I'm picking... <laughs> I'm picking... <laughs> I'm picking the category titled Hugs. <laughs> okay. Okay, just one dice, right? Yeah. Okay. Hugs. I don't like this, actually. (laughs) You did this. I might change my mind and see what number you roll. 
Okay, it's a two. Uh, what okay. is in the category hugs? I'm going to stick with it because I said I was going to. Are you a hugger? How does it make you feel? <laughs> this how does you make it feel question is so bad. It's in both lists. Like, if you're interviewing someone, never ask that. Please. Okay, but that's a counselor question. How does it make you yeah, feel? Yeah, but it's not an interviewer question. For the no, record. not at all. Um, I am a hugger, but only if I like you. If <laughs> if if I don't really know how I feel about you, or if I don't really like you, or if you're too new, I'm not gonna hug you. Oh, that's weird. Lord willing, there's a person I'm, listening I'm not... who is not quite <laughs> sure of what Shelby thinks of them. If if I don't really know how I feel, I'm not gonna like press my body up against yours. That's mm. weird. Um, how does it make you feel though? If, okay, for both instances. Actually, like scientifically, like hugs are really good for yeah. you. Um, for some reason, I think it's we've really talked about this before. Yes, it's a really interesting. Like, um, I I live in a country where none of my family is right, so like I have to make a community out of the people that I meet. And so when Ben is away, I notice when I don't get hugs. Like I notice when I don't get physical touch. And so it's it's interesting to me when I analyze like, oh, like I'm not hugging anyone, which means that like, do I not know anyone well enough to like get a hug? Mm. Um, which I imagine for you guys in L.A., like having just moved down there, like I say just, but, you know, you're still building your community down there. So <laughs> you it's guys have moved, the same for you, You guys right? have been there for a while, but you don't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> not what I'm saying. I know, I know. not what I'm saying at all. I know. But like, to get to a point where you're like hugging Mm. someone, like that's quite significant. Mm -hmm. So, but hugs are really important. Like you really need physical contact. And for someone with anxiety, like one of the ways that you can um, complete your stress cycle and like get out of the fight or flight zone is by like a, like a tight, like 20 second hug. So when I'm having like a real high anxiety day, I'll come home and I'll tell Ben like I need I need a tight hug and he'll hug me really, really tight for 20 seconds. And that just tells your body that you're safe. And when you're in fight or flight and you you can't tell your body that you're like you're actually safe, like you encountered something that gave you anxiety that made you fear. But like now you're okay. That 20 second hug does a lot. So hugs are really important. Um, I'm not sure I'm the person to like hug everyone. Um, I don't think you are. No. <laughs> no. And I mean no offense no. to that. but um, No, I don't like enough people to be like, I'll give anyone a hug. But I think for the right people, I'm like, oh, yeah, please give me a great big hug because that means a lot. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I... <laughs> I'm a hugger for show. Um, <laughs> I'm quoting something there, but I don't know what uh-huh. it is. Um, <laughs> no, I will hug everyone if they. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There are a few people. So many hugs. I, I'm to not give. going to get into this, um, other than what I'll actually say, but. 
there are a few people in my life who won't, who will like stick their hand out as I'm coming in for a hug. Oh. And it does make me feel a little bit strange. Um, Can I like kick them in the test? No, like, because they're like you. Oh. Right? But why wouldn't they want to hug you? Okay. They aren't like you, but they're like you, but a, a bit more reserved. I think that's fair. Mm. Mm. Okay. okay. And I'm fine with that. Um, okay. But it does take me uh, a second. Uh, a, a split second, hopefully, um, to like register like, oh, this person yeah. has met me a couple of times and probably not ready for a hug. But mm. but no, I'm I'm ready to hug anyone at any point. <laughs> um, it makes me feel good, and, and like like all of the things you were saying, but without the scientific reasoning. Um, no, hugs mm. make me feel great, and I would happily hug pretty much anyone that came up to me and wanted a hug. Um, I, I, I don't really have, at, at this point in the evening, I don't really have a lot more reasoning than that. But um, mm. but no, I, I would happily hug anyone that needs a hug. Mm. If there was one person or character, and for some mm. reason I'm just really thinking of the country bears. Great. I, but think, if you, there was, I think you need to drink for if, this ex, if, <laughs> extra okay. question. But If there was just one person that you just wanted a hug from right now, who would it be? Uh, do it. Can I pick one of the country bears and then one extra person? <laughs> sure. Oh, man. Who has given the best hugs in my life? Mm. Some people are really good at so hugs, good. Right? And, and some people, some people aren't, and some people you like have that hug connection. Yes, um, yes. Of the country bears, I would, I would probably just go Henry, um, who is the yeah. the ringleader of the band, who um, just knows. He's the most socially acceptable, and and available of the country bears <laughs> and i would just love to give him a hug and tell him what he's meant to my life um i'm just cackling because we saw the country bear show in japan and half of it was in japanese so and weird. the other half wasn't and i don't know what was more alarming and it was very funny and um so i'm just over here quietly laughing and sobbing at the same sort time sort of quietly um <sighs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The one of the best huggers in my life has been my high school best friend whose name was Sky and we would Hi Sky. We knew how to like we we would like wind up for it, you know, and <laughs> knew where our arms would go and then we'd launch into each other. And What 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 does a wind up for a hug entail? It means you like stretch your arms out really wide. Right. And you like, like kind of back okay, up a few go. steps. Uh-huh. So that way you can like launch into uh-huh. it. And then it's just a... Wow. Like a... It's kind of a shoulder pat, although a little bit harder, as well as a hug at the same time. Right, right. So it's pat, pat, and then like squeeze. And, and I mean like Sky and I were very good friends and, and spent mm. a ton of time together. And uh, and we knew how to hug each other, and that was wonderful. Hmm, um, that's nice. Yeah. That's so nice. so I'd probably say him. I think we could hmm. still do it on command if we ran into hmm. each other on the street. So 
When was um when was the last time that you saw Sky? Twenty nineteen. We Okay. Matthew and I went to a, a concert. Um we went to see the national together at Marymore Park in Seattle and it was very quiet. But um but also Sky uh, I had seen Sky a few months before that and he was like, Hey, I'm going to that too and we were like, hey, let's let's meet up and watch the show mm-hmm. together and and that's the last time I saw him. Did you did he give you a, a, a big hug? I think we hugged. I'm not sure it was a full high school type warm up right, which right, right. or wind up, which would have been oh my gosh, I'm old. Uh fifteen years ago. <laughs> Fourteen, right. fifteen years ago. So Oof. um but but it was a it was a full hug. Like it was a good hug. That's yeah. nice. That's nice. Yeah. Is it mm. my turn? We've yep. got two rounds to go. Is that the plan? <laughs> good God. Yeah. <laughs> I have an eight of hearts. <clears throat> okay, an eight of hearts. Which means okay. it's a Hold six sided die. Back out to the top. Oh man, I'm two, I'm almost three, done to my last four, can. Five, six, seven, eight. Okay. Six. Wait, did you say an eight of hearts or a six of hearts? It doesn't matter. It's just that it's hard. <laughs> oh, no, no. I said eight. I said eight. <laughs> okay, that's it what does I thought. Matter, okay. Actually. So only roll one dice. Yep. Okay. It is a one. Okay. Um. <laughs> this is the best Christmas episode. We have to do this every year. <laughs> okay. Um, question one, I'm not going to edit, I'm not going to, I'll, I'll tell you that the category is snow, but question one is, where did you live when you were growing up? Did you generally have a white Christmas? Yakima and like maybe 25% of the time. Right. Good. How about you? Medford and... Medford, Oregon, 0% of the time. All right. There were times when it snowed on Christmas Eve, but it never stuck. I don't ever remember a white Christmas. Do you ever remember thinking, like, on Christmas Eve, like, oh, please, God, give me a white this Christmas. This is the one. This is the one. And it was never the one. Yeah. And the one year I spent in New York State by Lake Erie, I was like, this is going to be the one. But I flew home for Christmas. So I, I didn't a have mistake. a white Christmas because I wasn't there. Should I had I know. your mom fly to you? I know. Honestly, what was I thinking? Christmas in New, in New York sounds pretty nice, really. Like, Yeah, like except when you romanticized. think that like, New York is like, like rural New York where everyone's an alcoholic and it's not the city. <laughs> it's your turn. <laughs> Here we go. It's a nine <coughs> of diamonds. Uh, that means the diamonds is a uh, is a Christmas, Christmas question. Christmas. Nine. And I'm rolling one dice. You escape the hugs category. <laughs> it's a six. six. Seven, eight, nine, and it's a six. Oh, wow. <laughs> Did you... It's another two-question mm. question. Did you move often while you were growing up? Did that affect your personality or self-esteem? 
Um, yeah, like we probably moved every couple of years. Quick, quick there side were... question. Uh-huh. How long do you, like age range, how long do you um, ascribe to growing up? Like how long do you give growing mm. up? Oof. Wow, that's really interesting. And my brain, when you said that, it was I'm like going to open another can while you yeah, <laughs> yeah, might, might as well. Um, growing up happened until my parents got divorced, mm. and then shortly after, I think I was done growing up. Is just the immediate response that I had in my brain. And you were 20? 19, 20? Yeah, I was nine. I was nineteen when they split, yeah. and then it was I was twenty when it was like all official. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, we did move around quite a bit. Like, we, we didn't ha- really have, like, a family house. Like, there's a few houses that I think of when I think of my childhood. But we owned a couple of houses, and then we rented, and then we rented, and we rented, and we moved, and we moved. And so, like, it was fairly normal, you know, by, by the time I was 10 or 11 that way. Like, we just moved every year or hmm. two. Um, which in some ways was great. Like, I have that skill. Like, I can move. And, like, that's totally fine. It's a good skill to Um, have. Yeah. In some ways, like, I think about you and, like, your experience growing up. And I go, oh, my gosh. Like, having a family home. Like, I had one friend growing up that she had always lived in the same house. And I really admired that and kind of envied that, that kind of consistency and that type of homecoming, you know? That she could go away and come back and there was always that same place to go back to. There was um, one year at college that I came home and I my mom had to send me the address because I had never lived there before. And so I had to like Google Maps how to get there. Um, and that was really weird to make sure that I was pulling up at the, the right house and knocking on the right door because I didn't have a key and I didn't know what the house looked like. Um, but I think that's given me a kind of resilience. Um I think it's given me a sense of home is where I am. Home is where the people that I love are. I think that, um, you know, moving in the last five to ten years has affected more of my sense of home than anything that came before it. Because I've had to think a lot about what actually makes me feel like I'm home. And who makes me feel like I'm home. Yeah, good answer. Thanks. Um, do you feel do? You, <laughs> I can't believe I'm quoting the the question, but um, do you think that affected your personality or self esteem? I don't know. Like, I knew growing up that. I knew growing up that, like, my life experience was different because we, my parents were still together together until a certain point. Yeah. And then they split. But I also knew that we moved around a lot. And I think I understood what that meant financially. You know, we probably moved around a lot because we couldn't afford to stay in one place. Yeah. So I think I had an understanding that, like, 
my family is maybe different than other families. But I think as I've gotten older, I've realized that, oh, no, my family is probably more... The norm. Similar. Yeah. Yeah, to other families than what I thought when I was a kid. And that just comes with being an adult and reflecting, you know, back on those experiences. Reflecting and realizing how hard it is, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, mm. You mentioned my my growing up, and like I feel incredibly blessed, and and um, it, uh, frankly, it's amazing that like and I didn't live anywhere else until I went to college. Um, I lived in the same home for 18 years, and then when I came home, it it wasn't um, anywhere different until the age of, uh, I believe it was probably 27, 28. Um, right. That's amazing. Um, that is amazing. It is that's wonderful. It is quite literally like the American dream in its, in its yeah. uh, purest form. And... Um, credit to my parents for for that uh i will be forever grateful for that and and it is everything that i mean it's built up to be (laughs) um looking back at it now it is it is beautiful and and uh we we talked about christmas eve memories and and like every christmas eve from when i was five till 15 like we go up to my room and build Legos and then go down and and my uncle and aunt would take my room for the evening and 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 sleep in that bed while I would sleep on the on the couch and then and then I get up with my cousin and and like it'd be way too early for anyone else but like like <laughs> it was all in the same house and that yeah that is uh, it's special yeah it's really special astonishing really and, and mm-hmm. something that hardly anyone gets to experience and i am so grateful for that and um yeah it's just it's just beautiful um so so in a lot of ways um i am i i don't know any other word than grateful for that experience so Mm. um so yeah it's I, I I didn't move at all growing up, but moving when I was thirty um, is it probably did affect my personality and self esteem. Mm-hmm. Although it's hard to tell what affected it between COVID and and moving and and the changes in the friendship relationships in my life at that point. Um, I guess a better way to say that is just friendships in my life at that point. Um, so it, it it truly is hard to tell what um, what changed my personality and self esteem. I do feel like my personality stayed close to the same. My self esteem definitely didn't, um, which I am happy to talk to anyone about. Uh, I probably won't get into a long. Um, a long-winded uh, assessment of that right now, but um, but yeah, it, it did dip a little bit when I when I moved. Mm. Um, so 
so yeah, it, it's hard to hard to figure all those things out, but um, but I'm grateful for growing up in the same house for 18 years, and then and then in the years after Melissa and I married from 22 to 30, we were in the same area, maybe not the same house, but in the same area, and mm. and like you said, um, you, you really start to assess what makes a home and not a house at that point. Mm. Um, so, so all of those felt like home and, and, and it was, I mean, it's beautiful. So, yeah. It's interesting. Like I know, I know that your friendships have changed a lot in the last couple of years since you've relocated to LA, but I also know like on a personal level, like what it takes to relocate to a place that's miles and miles and miles away from home and you know you you mentioned like your self-esteem like taking a little bit of a hit because of how those friendships changed but you know I I always had an admiration for you and Melissa because of who you are and because of the way that you treat people but um I don't know, I guess you guys relocating to Anaheim from Washington, like, it made me feel more like you would understand what I've been through relocating. And it's, it's given me that, that one more thing that we have in common. And it's, I don't want to say that it's, it's made me hold you guys in higher esteem, because that's not true. But it's made me feel like, like, so grateful that like you guys were so brave to move and now you understand a bit of what it felt like for me yeah so you know you can say you know it it affected you and and your friendships and the things that have happened in the last few years but i really admire you guys for the bravery that it takes to do that Uh, i do think there's and probably the way i phrased it too like there's a negative connotation that probably comes off of it. Hmm. But there's definitely a positive to it as well. Yeah. And, and that comes with you and, and, I mean, vice versa. Like, if you, if I hadn't seen you do it, <laughs> I'm not sure we would have. Um, so so it, it goes both ways. Um, I mean, I, I do think it's helped not only my marriage, but friendships with certain people probably heard in other instances but but like it it makes me appreciate things a little bit more so um so yeah you you're totally right um Mm. there's the perspective that comes with it all so um Mm. and and i don't know like i don't know how long we'll be here i don't know when we'll move back to washington or if we'll move back to washington or where we'll go next but um but yeah there's there's something to that that mm-hmm. you're speaking about for sure so mm. yeah yeah all right mm. uh one more round maybe a all maybe right. a lightning round in there too but we'll see uh flipping ah oh, shit it's a king is it is it your turn <laughs> i think it's my turn but Shelby already took turn. a drink Wait, I thought it was my no, turn. No, I think you answered the uh, moving question. Oh, shit. 
I thought that was your question. No, you answered oh, that first. Shit. I just took okay, too long well, to oh, answer no. that as well. Well, I still, I still took. You did so good. Anyway, so Do you want fine. me to take okay. a drink Let's... in solidarity? Oh sure. No. Sure. Good. I'm almost good lord out of my wine, so you might as well catch up. I got a five of spades clubs. Ooh, it's black. Excellent. Okay. Okay. Five. Yes. Okay. There's eight questions, so you can roll two dice. Oh, good. Great. And we'll just, we'll see. You'll likely have to drink, but we'll see. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Two. Oh, my candle. Two. There was a spider I just saw a few minutes ago, but I can't find it now. I'm trying to relight my gingerbread candle. Um, okay, so I could go for a gingerbread cookie right now. Right? That sounds. I could eat a whole gingerbread house right now. Um, okay, so the What's category is your luggage. Good. Okay. Question. Funny Sorry, question. question. When when I was in high school and we were doing theater, the closing night of a show. We had the challenge, and it was this thing that was, like, passed down from year to year to year. But every closing show, you had to pass down, like, the line, what's for dinner? And then the person had to answer pork. And it didn't matter if you were doing a Shakespearean show or if you were doing a play or whatever. You had to sneak that in. And it got to a point where our theater teacher was, like, so distraught and angry about it that he'd, like, threaten you to not put it in closing night but you just said what's for dinner and my brain immediately went pork and i went oh my gosh <laughs> that is such a distinct memory pork thank you pork thank you for sharing for i can't believe my You're last so question might be about luggage i'm very <laughs> disappointed um what number what did you roll two two no oh, that's right that's i was laughing um okay so the question Question two under luggage is, do you bring electronic devices when you travel? Great. Good stuff. This is why everyone tuned in. Oh, because they were just dying to know. Oh, my gosh. Does Andrew charge his phone when he travels? Like, what a question. Bring my phone, laptop, and camera. That's, I mean, that's basically it, right? Yeah. You bring like a portable, like a portable charger, portable which battery, is very yeah. great. Uh, anchor, very handy. Yeah, they they are, they make good good products. Yeah. Uh, you have headphones. You have a laptop. You have a phone. Should I re-roll? <laughs> like should? <laughs> this is terrible. The last question. I can think of other electronic devices you'd want when you travel, but I don't necessarily want to speak to them. So, like, yeah, maybe re-roll. Now I'm worried. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Just re Okay, okay. Uh, <sighs> three of... It's a black three. Okay, I can't okay. tell if it's a club. They got smaller <laughs> for some reason. Okay, so just roll one dice for Six. this one. Six. Six. When will you next go to the beach? <laughs> Take a drink. Oh my gosh. Oh. Wow. These are pretty so good. I guess... You should try to find these. 
Um, two. <laughs> two. Okay, your card is two or your roll is two? Roll. Roll. I've already okay. got the card. It's where will you next go, right? Okay, where is your next vacation? Number three is where are you planning to go? Which you kind of already answered this one, but that's okay. Yeah, let me go. Let me go step by step here. Um, <laughs> in my favorite football team, the Washington Huskies, who uh-huh, had a phenomenal uh-huh. season and are thirteen and zero and beat the Oregon Ducks twice, um, whoop, whoop. are playing a game in New Orleans. And if they win that, mm. I will be going to Houston to watch them in the championship game uh, knock on wood um and then in february i'm going to walt disney world to cover that for the website in june i am planning to go to tokyo to cover the new um tokyo disney resort offerings um for the website uh later probably in 2024 What's next year? Twenty early twenty twenty five. I am uh-huh, planning to uh-huh. go to New Zealand to see Woo-hoo. my best friends and to enjoy Woo-hoo. New Zealand and Australia, uh-huh. possibly Australia. Uh-huh. And then mm-hmm. later twenty twenty five, I am planning to go to Italy and Paris. Woo-hoo. It is the most ambitious travel that we've ever planned, um, but I think there's a reasonable chance that we can pull it off. Do we think we could do Italy in like September, October? Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe like early September or, or like late August, yeah. maybe. Okay, okay. Because there's like the heat thing. Yeah, there's like yeah, the weather thing. Um, but also like in the summer months, it's more popular. Sure, of so like September, October, I think is like kind of the sweet spot. Yeah. Like late August, early September works pretty well for me. Also, like I've been looking at like where to stay in Milan. Two years at stay in Venice, like eighteen months in advance, twenty months in advance. Everybody, because my my thinking my thinking process is like okay, I don't care. Everywhere in Italy, I can stay in like an Airbnb, whatever, whatever. But like when it comes to Venice, like I want to stay in Venice, and so I was I was just casually doing some looking the other day. And um, I was looking at the, like, the recommendations from Condé Nast. And um, some of these places are, like, three, four, six thousand, like, dollars a night. Oh, no, Shelby. And you know when you're looking at places and you go, oh, that one's only a thousand dollars a night. Like, you know you're in bad yeah we're my, my brain is like in venice like of all of the places that's where you want to stay in like the place and i'm like oh my gosh what is happening in my brain but i'm like oh that one's only a thousand dollars wow what a deal we gotta find more people to travel with us apparently honestly honestly oh, i'm man. just gonna save so much money though and then we'll just pay for it and i'll be oh fine. wow okay thank you thank you because i am not I'm offering that for the gonna record be a sponsor to trip it to me <laughs> i'm just like low-key i'm like this is fine it's just money it grows back it's fine is that the the next big trip you're planning to take yeah well because next year 
people next are visiting. year mom's gonna visit and yeah dad. and dad's gonna visit and, and then dad visit. said oh my gosh dad said he goes i'm gonna visit in the spring which is the u.s spring right which is like april may here and then he goes i promise i'm gonna be there at christmas next wow. year and so I'm like, oh, my gosh, dad's coming twice next year. So mom's coming. Dad's coming twice. You guys are going to come early 2025. And so we're basically saving and planning that, like, our next trip will be Italy. So, like, people will come and visit and we'll, like, go do stuff and we'll go adventure around New Zealand. And, like, that's going to be amazing. It's going to be fantastic. But, like... The majority of our funds are going to go towards Italy. So we'll see how that like actually turns sure. out. We'll probably use more annual leave and more funds traveling New Zealand than kind of what I have in my brain right now. But um, yeah, the, the next trip for us to really leave is going to be in 2025. Wow. Do you want to meet know. me in Tokyo in June to cover website I mean, stuff for me? You know that I do. Okay, sounds like, good. I'll see you there. Not even that's not even a question. Yeah, um, I've got a know that I've do. got a lot to do on that trip, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and I am do. going to be so tired. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, but yes. I have maybe booked a hotel already, and I'm feeling pretty good about things. Oh my so, gosh. <laughs> so I am. Um, yeah, I'll see you there. <laughs> Okay. We, we have room Great. for we'll go eat you. I'm not sure we have room for both of you, but we'll make room. <laughs> It'll be fine. I can sleep on a cot. Yeah, it's I can fine. sleep on the floor. It's fine. If I'm not sleeping with Charlie, then I'm going to sleep better no matter what. So it's fine. Great. Um, oh, perfect. Your, your pick, I think, here? All right. Here we go. It's a nine of clubs. Okay. So that is a travel question. Um, there's quite do a I few. One dice no, go two. Or two. I think two. there's okay. one, two, three, four, five, six. I think there's ten. Okay, I'm basically out of wine. So if I roll more than a ten, then I I'll can't take really a drink. drink. Okay, great. Oh, it's a six. One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> These are terrible. <laughs> Excellent. One, two, three, four. Like so bad that I'm recounting to make sure this is the question. We might have to go <laughs> rapid fire to make this better. We could do rapid fire. That would be fine. Do you try not to draw attention when traveling? Okay, that's okay. That's actually a question I can answer though. Okay. <laughs> He's still taking a drink, ladies and gentlemen. Um, okay, so that first day that Ben and I were in Tokyo, and you guys were on your way, you were on a flight. Um, wonderful flight, <laughs> Japan Airlines. If you'd like to sponsor just us, we wonderful. really enjoyed your product. Just wonderful. Um, ben and I were sitting at our Choco Crow restaurant, which was Excuse the chocolate. Me? Croissant restaurant, mm. Choco, Choco Crow. Um, and we were looking at all of the people that were walking outside of Tokyo Station, and they were all in like business attire. Shelby. And none of them Shelby. were wearing any color. Yes. They look so good. They look so good with their pea coats and their slacks and their heels and all of it. 
And I'm sitting there in my bright yellow rain boots and my green velvet jacket. And Ben turns to me and he goes, do you know how much you stand out right now? And I go, yes, I am very, very aware. I don't know how and fair this is. What? What do you mean? I see more red shoes in Japan than anywhere else <laughs> in the world. Yes, but like no one else was wearing color. Sure. Like, I think it was a it was a business day, correct? It was a Monday. Yes, it, it was absolutely a business day, and people were off to their jobs, their offices, and. It wasn't just that. It was like, oh my gosh, this is the business district. And I'm not seeing any other tourists. Like, I'm not seeing people who are here just for the hell of it. Like, people are here living their lives. You were in a weird part of Tokyo. Like, it was Tokyo Station and it was, let's get down to business, Mulan style. Yes. Like, it was, it was not a tourist part of Tokyo at all. And I felt very much like st- like I was standing out and with my blonde hair and what my green velvet jacket and all of that stuff. And as we were going through like the Imperial Parks and like the gardens and all that stuff, like it was fine. There were lots of tourists, but like there was definitely an element of like, oh my gosh, I'm wearing short sleeves and I have tattoos and, like, should I just not take my jacket off? Because, like, I have literally not seen a single person with tattoos since I've been here. And um, there were definitely times where I thought about it where I was like, I'm warm and I'd love to take my jacket off, but I don't actually know if my tattoos are going to, like, offend someone. Sure. Um or I'm wearing way more color or like I know I'm standing out. And I think part of that was the culture shock. And Ben and I talked about that afterwards. And we definitely experienced culture shock, at least in the first few days, where it was like there's so many people and we know we stand out and we know that we're like learning the etiquette. And so I I was really aware of the fact that I was like, I really feel like I stand out. Um, and I try not to. Like I try not to draw attention I try not to be like an obvious tourist but I think this is one of those things where it's like this is just a reality like you're in a new place it's speaking a different language it's new customs it's it's new everything like you're going to stand out and I think I think pretty rarely does that present an a real issue I think more often people are uncomfortable standing out rarely does it present a safety issue. So I think it's one of those things where you have to be okay with, like, you're going to stand out and it's going to be okay. And, like, you might feel kind of uncomfortable, but you're going to recover from it and it's going to be fine. And most of the time, it's going to be absolutely okay. I think there's a difference between being uncomfortable and breaking social norms. Yes. And and that's, I think... I. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think that's kind of what you're describing, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Japan is fairly conservative in, yeah. in terms of uh, what we're talking about, whether that's tattoos or, mm. or um, I don't know, uh, uh, different hair colors or, or whatever, yeah. you know. Um, they're... There's a lot of personality personality there, 
yeah. as well in terms of like uh, I have an obsession of with re- with red shoes, which is <laughs> rather strange. But there's a photo I took in Shinjuku the first time we visited in 2018, and the person in the very front of the frame has red shoes, and it, hmm. there's skyscrapers everywhere, and it's and there's neon everywhere, and. And this person is just standing in the middle of, of the street with red shoes, and ever since then, like like I want red shoes. There's a pair I had, um, and they have been totally wrecked and are are thrown away at this point. But ever since then, I've been like searching for this pair of red shoes that I want. Um, and, and they express themselves in that way, but it's very different from what I feel in America and I assume correct me if I'm wrong what you feel in New Zealand Mm. like we don't we maybe express ourselves with our shoes a little bit but we express ourselves in very different ways um Mm. but it's it's really interesting to travel the world which is hopefully what this podcast is about Mm. and see how people around the world express themselves and mm-hmm. and i think that photo sticks in my head like man i'd love to have a, a pair of shining red shoes like he had um <laughs> yeah. in the midst of these skyscrapers and, and different businesses that are thriving i would love to i would love to wear black and then have red shoes like he had <laughs> um yes and I, and I think that's a little bit of traveling. Like, you, you just kind of, mm. you pick up different things along the way. Mm. I told someone once, like, I, like, the people that don't stick with me, like, I hope I learn from them along the way. Mm. And I hope I pick up the best traits from them and bring them to myself. And And then if they leave, like, man, it sucks. But, but. I hope I learned from them and and mm-hmm. again like I hope I I found the best traits in them and, and don't think of them in a negative light but think of them and what they brought to my life and, and then I, I bring that to the rest of uh, it sounds naive but bring that to the rest of the world and and, and see what I saw in them and then show that um, and and that's really my hope when traveling, and that's really my hope in everyday life. Like, like I I just want to be the best version of what I see in other people, and and ascribe yeah. that to myself. So, um, that's really what my answer, or, or that's really what your answer reminds me of. Is just yeah yeah seeing, like. Seeing the personality come out in different ways, in different regions, in different in places around the world, um, yeah. and and then and then show that off to people um, mm. in a in a hopefully um, hopefully a way that's not like full of itself, but hopefully mm. a way that will make them show their best self to other people so yeah yeah Mm. there you go
I don't know if that made sense, but here we go. Yeah, it did. Um, do you want to end with a Christmas question? I really, really I do. thought you did. Like, really, Should really we do. both go with the best Christmas question we find? Oh, okay, I okay. Like that. Okay, let's see. Um, pick a category. Or do you want me to pick a category and you pick a question? Oh, yeah, let's do that. Okay. Um, looks like there's food, uh, tradition, anticipation. I'm out on that one. Gifts, <laughs> religion, hugs. I'm out on that one. Mail. What in the world? Why is mail involved? <laughs> Snow. Because well, you send mail to Santa. Sure. That's why. Mail is out, too. We've asked, we've okay. answered enough questions about <laughs> mail and snow. Um, oh. Home. Interesting. Mm. Uh, let's go with... Uh, let's go with tradition. Interesting. Okay. There tradition. are... Seven questions. All right, the first question is about Christmas stockings. Um, the second one was about dressing up as Santa, which we've already dressed. Um, the third one is about what traditions you most fondly recall. The fourth, are there certain traditions that have persisted for generations? Um, fifth, what traditions have you begun anew? Is there a memorable gift? And then what is the best gift you've ever received? Um, out of these ones, the question, what traditions have you begun anew with your own family? That one stands out the most to me. Um, being here in New Zealand, you know, mom always, mom always bought us like, like Christmas tree ornaments as kids we had one for every single year and she's kept this tradition while we've been away she always sends me money and then we we buy new ornaments and so my ornament collection for a tree is always expanding and when i go home you know she'll buy us new ornaments which is really lovely um the other thing is that she'll always send us money for Christmas pajamas, which is very funny because here Christmas pajamas are like shorts and a, <laughs> like a tank top sure. instead of like flannel, warm, you know, because fuzzy. it's the summer, right? Because it's summer instead of winter. Last year, Ben and I started the tradition of um, on Christmas Eve, we gift each other a book. So that way on Christmas, when we need some downtime, we read the book. And, you know, it's been interesting being here because we spend a lot of our day on Christmas with Ben's family and not my family. And I just naturally have some feelings about that. And we've decided that we need to start some traditions with the two of us. And no matter where we are, we are always participating in those traditions. And so that book on Christmas Eve is, is one of those. Um, and I really value that and I yeah. really appreciate that. Um, so we've gotten each other books, uh, at least I assume. <laughs> There's two packages under the tree that look very much <laughs> like books. Um, so I imagine on Christmas Eve we'll exchange those books. And 
that means a lot to me. That means a lot that Ben is willing to meet me halfway and go, look, this is what your Christmas looked like and this is what my Christmas looked like and let's make our own. Um, that's a really, really wonderful thing because I think it's it's one thing to to meet someone that shares traditions, that shares yeah. the similarities with you, but it's another thing entirely to meet someone who has a different set of traditions, a different set of experiences, and they can go, okay, I see the value and the importance of this for you, and so let's do that. Um, that's really special. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we keep doing the pajama thing. We keep doing the ornament thing. Um, you know, now we've started the book thing. Um, I haven't spent a Christmas with my dad in, hmm. gosh, nearly 10 years. And, you know, just recently he said that he'll be here next year and that it's been way too long since we've spent a Christmas together. And that means a lot to me. Yeah. Um, because he's right. It's been way too long. And um, I don't know. There's nothing quite like Christmas to make you miss people to make you miss that sense of home um even if you feel it most days of the year otherwise so um christmas is really significant um absolutely there's something yeah. about christmas that makes you reach out to people that yeah. like in your everyday life are important but not like something you need to reach out every day, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, um, it does. So, now no, you're, you're making total sense mm-hmm. there. Good, good. Uh, do you want the same question for me, or would you rather have a different question? I'd love that. I'd love that. Um, and and this was the third question, right? What? Or, oh, yes. no, fourth question. Are there certain traditions what? that have persisted? Yes, yes. Um, yeah, a bunch. Um, I am very lucky, as I've kind of already mentioned in this episode, that like uh, we spend the holidays with my family and, and with Melissa's family. And we, I mean, both sets kind of just go on with their usual traditions. And I look at mm-hmm. other families and... Uh, or, or like your situation, and and I mean it's just harder, right? <laughs> um, so on Christmas Eve, we're we're with Melissa's family, and and there is a, I mean we all open presents from each other, and there's there's no rhyme or reason to which presents we open. It's just <laughs> that the nephews and nieces at this point. I'll hand them out to everybody and and they are stacked in front of each person and then we just open them and it, it's lovely and then uh, and then we um, pray for each other quite honestly mm. uh, it's it's uh, as you might gather from our sort sort of religious episodes like there are certain things that I agree with in Christianity. There are certain things that I agree with in other religions. But, but in that moment, like it, it's just beautiful in that people can ask for what they want 
uh, or what they need in the coming year. Um, hopefully it's more need than want. Uh, and then we just pray that it, mm. it can come together. And then we drive to my house and, and we or, or my parents' house at this point, and we talk about um, what we just went through and, and how mm. we didn't uh, especially love, like, Melissa's parents' Christmas Eve episode, a Christmas Eve service <laughs> at their church, and uh, and then uh-huh. we eat cookies and we watch uh, either the Muppet Christmas Carol or or Nightmare Before <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas, and then uh-huh. and then the next day there's a host of of um, of traditions that we've, I mean, honestly, gone through for. As long as I've been alive, and that yeah. that's beautiful to me, uh, and means the mm. world. So, um, yeah, uh, it's mm. whether that's with my direct family or with my extended family, uh, I I wouldn't have it any other way, and, mm. and something that we make a point of experiencing every every mm. single year. So, um, no matter where you're listening, I I hope you're. You get to experience that three hours into this episode, and <laughs> and hope you get to um, enjoy the people you love the most, whether that's face to face or through a phone call or or through your dad promising that he's coming next year. <laughs> um, and yeah, and um, I hope that all comes to fruition. Mm. So mm. yeah. I think that's probably long enough for this episode, but man, this (laughs) has been so much fun. And, Mm. um, we so appreciate anyone to anyone who's listened through 2023. It's been a hard and long year for us, (laughs) but also great in some ways and bad in other ways. So, Mm. um, we appreciate you listening and we're so excited to bring what, Mm. whatever comes next. So, and we hope that, you know, whatever year you've had, gentle listener, <laughs> you know that this has brought a little bit of joy and a little bit of inspiration. And you know, this this year has been tough. It's been it's been really good, but it's been really hard. And so we hope that, um, you know, maybe through our experiences, you've um, you felt a little bit of alleviation of whatever you're going through. Um, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I hope that I hope that the new year brings you lots of joy and lots of dreams and lots of really wonderful good things and I hope that this time of year is something that you can relish and you can enjoy and you can rest and time with family is really lovely and fulfilling but if it's not then we can we can kind of understand that too and um you know if you need someone to understand what you're going through through this Christmas, then, you know, we're more than happy for you to send us an email and we'll be there with you. Absolutely. But, um, yeah. Um, Andrew, thank you for the last year. Thank you. We've, we've podcasted, we've hung out, we've gone on a trip. It's been, we've gone on two trips kind of, and it's been an incredible year. I was reflecting earlier just on all of the good and the bad that's happened and, what an extraordinary year on both counts it's been. Agreed. And um, 
I can't imagine this year without you and without Melissa. And um, I'm really, really grateful for it. Right back at you. It's been mm. um, incredible. And mm. I can't wait for the next year and to see what it has yeah. in store. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And the next year, because 2025 is going to be Italy. And oh, oh boy. Yeah. Incredible. Am I ready for that? Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening through this three-hour episode. Um, <laughs> we love you, and we hope you have a we great do. holiday. And we'll talk to you in the new year. And God bless us, everyone. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>